This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. And today is Monday, October 19th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. The total number of confirmed coronavirus cases worldwide reached 40 million Monday morning, according to a tally from John Hopkins University. The grim new milestone comes as some countries and the United States are trying more targeted measures to address the recent surges in cases, especially in Europe and the Americas. In the United States, new outbreaks are sending the nation towards a third wave, the NBC News reports. Specifically, 38 states, Washington, D.C., and Guam all recorded increases in cases over the last 14 days, and nine states have plateaued, according to the NBC News tallies. Texas, Puerto Rico, and the U.S. Virgin Islands are the only places without increases in cases. Pennsylvania is reporting 1,857 new COVID-19 cases, the second highest daily total since the beginning of the pandemic, days after officials said the Commonwealth was seeing a fall resurgence of the coronavirus. The numbers announced Saturday by the state health department are exceeded only by the 1,989 cases reported on April 9th and bring the statewide total to almost 181,000 cases. I have to imagine you're, you're on Guam going, what the F? <laughs> right? Guam. Nine new deaths were reported, bringing the total number of deaths associated with the virus to 8,466 uh, 8, in the state of Pennsylvania. The state's health secretary, Dr. Rachel Levine, said that there are no plans to reimpose a stay-at-home order or shut down businesses. She says Pennsylvania is more prepared for such an influx than it was in the spring. The 26-year-old brother of rapper Fetty Wap was shot and killed in New Jersey. The rapper posted a tribute to his Instagram story on Sunday morning. Uh, love you, Really missing you, kid, but I see you brought the sun out today. I'm a poor sum of... uh Pour some up for you today, he wrote. Officials say they responded to a shooting Thursday night around 9 p.m. near 187 Lawrence Street in Patterson. The victim's brother was taken to St. Joseph's University Medical Center by private vehicle after he suffered a gunshot wound. Police say that he died of his injuries at 11 p.m. The investigation is active and ongoing. The Passaic County Prosecutor's Office says if anyone has additional information to please contact them. Armenian Americans who live in the Philadelphia region took to the streets Sunday evening to draw attention to the deadly conflict in their homeland. A large group shut down traffic first on 676 near 3rd Street in Old City and later moved to 95. The demonstrations, which were peaceful, started earlier in the day near the Philadelphia Art Museum. Armenia and Azerbaijan, backed by the Turkish government, are engaged in a bloody conflict over a disputed province. The sides are accusing one another another of violating a ceasefire agreement. The weekend protests were held to raise awareness and encourage Philadelphians to back the Armenians in the region. In sports this morning, Ball sacks are young. The Eagles dropped to 1-4-1 and yesterday afternoon following a 30-28 loss to the Ravens. What the f*** is this? After falling into a 17-point deficit, they battled back and made it close, but were stopped at, on a two-point conversion with just under two minutes to play. The Eagles now have won only one game in the month and a half of this season. They have a quick turnaround this week and will play on Thursday night at home against the New York Giants, who have won their first game of the season yesterday afternoon by beating the Washington football team. In baseball playoffs, the Los Angeles Dodgers came back to beat the Atlanta Braves for to three in game seven of the National League Championship Series. Cody Bellinger crushed a seventh inning home.
home run to break the tie, and Julio Orias shut down the Braves' lineup for the final nine outs. Once down 3-1 in the series and down for the first five innings of Game 7, the Dodgers came back with a home run and will advance to their third World Series in the last four years. The Dodgers will face the American League champs, the Tampa Bay Rays, and the World Series will begin in the bubble city of Arlington, Texas on Tuesday night. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. And hi. Welcome. Hey. Welcome. Welcome. How are you? New week, doing well. You guys? Good. Yeah. Excellent. Very good. You gave a, good, a great weather report, so oh, that's good. Yeah, and I'm telling you what, it was a stunning weekend. It was so gorgeous this weekend. It was, if you... Exactly. You need to get out and enjoy the colors. I went, uh, we took our dog for a walk out on the, the Pergamon, or to our dogs, my son and I, on the Pergamon Trail yesterday, and it gorgeous. was just yeah. perfect, and we've got that peak color action happening right now. Yeah, I took my son for a walk on, in Ridley Creek State Park. By the way, I saw where the uh, tornado oh. came ru- um, oh, yeah, really? rampaging the through the destruction. Really? Yeah. Okay. yeah. I was looking at it. I was like, oh, they're doing construction here? Like, what are they doing? They're t-? And I was like, oh, yeah, that's no, right. God's I'm so glad you texted me that because that's exactly where it was where I, where I was talking about it on the show, what, a month yeah. ago or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's pretty remarkable, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just one straight line of, of destruction. But I was going to say, Press, I realized probably, I don't know, two or three miles into my walk that me and my son were the only ones not wearing masks. Did you notice everybody wearing masks on the trail by any chance? Uh, th- we didn't really see that many people because okay. uh, we were going up the back of Spring Mountain, and it's like you got oh, a challenge if you're riding a bike yeah. and so on. But, um no, uh, I didn't see many people wearing masks at all. Okay, I felt like such an a-hole. By, like, the, you know, the fourth or fifth, like, group of people that, and they were all wearing masks, I was like, oh, my God, I'm, like, such an a-hole here. I'm the only, you know, we're the only ones not wearing, and yeah. I didn't even bring them with me. It's not like I was like, oh, you know, I can reach in Were my you pocket. spaced far apart enough? Well, when you walk past I mean, people. Were you, were, you, were you, like, doing square dancing with everyone <laughs> we you came up to? I think if, if you're no. outside of yeah. this distance, yeah. you're fine. It's, it's cool, yeah. But, uh, for, you know, just making a mental note, okay, next time, make sure I have some a mask and that's just for other people, you know. Not not necessarily. You know, well, whatever just... your call, man. Yeah, yeah okay. but uh, I think the bigger issue is we, you were with the wrong son. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, who are you? My son's <laughs> blind. This? Yeah, it's always good to have one just in case you might You're find right. yourself you need to run in somewhere real quick and didn't realize you didn't have it. So yeah. do you know um, what I do? I slap it on my wrist, and if, it, if if I'm going into a place, I have it at the ready. Yeah, and then if I'm going to a place where it seems like people are uncomfortable, if I'm not wearing one, I'll pop it on and yeah. I just do it. And it's, it, this way, it's I really look so sexy yeah. with it on my wrist. Well, the NL, uh, NFL ref. Referees actually have them attached basically to like a necklace. So when they have to, you know, make an announcement, they Ooh, take it off and it's a necklace. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyhow, uh, get out and enjoy the the week, the colors if you can, because it's so pretty out and it doesn't last very long. And uh, we're going to get a beautiful week of weather, which is nice. Guest wise on the show today, we have a very funny guy. Michael Yo is going to be joining us. He will Yo. be at uh, Punchline Philly. On Friday and Saturday, they're doing their patio series still, so he'll get in touch with us in uh, preparation for that as tickets are. (laughs) (laughs) That's part of your Rocky impression that now that you hear it is really bad. Uh, We also have a, for Word of the Week prize, a $300 Xfinity Live gift card that we are going to give away, so keep track of the letter of the day. And I have a bunch of really good food stuff uh, for you to win because Bonefish Grill for the oh. stupid question and Nebraza for the lesson learned. And then we have a bunch of other things uh, to give away through the course of the week as well. So we'll have an opportunity for you to win uh, some goodies. Now, here's an update on uh, Rocktober Madness sponsored by Horizon Services. Some interesting things happened over the weekend. 
Uh, and we move on. So Bruce got beat by the Kinks. Yeah. It was pretty wild. Preston, yep. I, I, I was like stunned. Listen, I'm a huge fan of both. I love the Kinks. I yep. probably would have given the edge to Bruce, but that's yeah. a shock. I would have absolutely given the edge to, to Bruce. But he was number two seed. The Kinks were seven. Genesis beat yes. I was surprised to see that, but they were seated seven, and yes, it was seated fifteenth. So it wasn't really an upset. Right. Uh, you have Metallica over Alice in Chains. And wow, thank you, thank you. The Beatles did beat Rage Against the Machine. Oh, that was one where I was like, "Come on, man!" But that sets up a really interesting matchup in the next round. It does. Iron Maiden against the Beatles. Seriously, yeah. Uh, but the the faceoffs today will be Lincoln Park against Aerosmith, and that's in the Pierre Pancake bracket. In our bracket, the President and Steve Show. Led Zeppelin and ACDC. Whoa, that is a formidable battle. That's a big one. So they carry the same sort of gravitas in rock, you know, yeah. obviously. And yeah. there's a huge fan base for both. And yeah. a crossover fan base. Yeah. I'll be curious to see how that plays out. Uh, in the Jackson and Sarah bracket, Foo Fighters against Tom Petty. That's a tight one as mm. well. So we'll see how that goes. And then in the Jackie and Brent bracket, it will be Stevie Ray Vaughan. <laughs> Who surged ahead of Tool out of uh, with everyone's surprise, and uh, they'll be going against the rabid fan base of Shine Down. So Whoa. it's going to be some very interesting matchups today. Don't miss out on it. You can get the details at WMMR.com when that's coming, but it does start eleven at thirty a.m. with Pierre. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a second. Entertainment report. Yep, that's coming up. I mentioned some good stuff to give away, so we'll have your chance to take a crack at it in just a little bit as we're starting our work week together. We're we'll back in a moment. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. Steven Singer Jewelers has fast, free, and safe shipping. Whether celebrating life or celebrating love, Steven Singer is there for you. I hate Stevensinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, let's ask a stupid question of you and see if you know the answer. If you do and you get through, you got a $50 Bonefish Grill gift card for the correct answer. And the question that I have to pose to you has to do with the rhinoceros. And here is the question. So the rhino gets its name from the Greek words rhino and seros. Those are two separate words. Right. What, what do they mean? Huh. Those two words, rhino and seros. 215 263 WMMR, call right now. Let's see if you know the answer. I'll go through some birthdays while we're waiting for your call. Today is the 19th of October. It's Amy Carter's birthday today, the daughter of uh, Jimmy Carter and Rosalind Carter. She is 53 <laughs> years old today. Oh, no. She was probably 9 or 10 years old. When, I remember as a little yeah, girl. Yeah, yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah, she's 53. John Favreau turns a year older today as well. He is 54. He is basically, with Kevin Feige or Feige or however it's pronounced, yeah. the reason we have the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, I, if Iron Man had tanked, if it had not have been a good film, yeah. you would have had a uh, you know maybe a spot, spot, a movie here, a movie there. You would not have had that arc that set off. That's pretty mm-hmm. wild to think about that. Did he produce the uh, that Stephen Byrne movie, Opening Act? Uh, he and Peter no, Billingsley. It's uh, it's or is it the other Mike, one? It's uh, it's or is it Vince Vaughn? Vince Vaughn okay. and Peter Billingsley. Yeah, but they're, they're all those. part of the same collector. Okay. Yeah. Hey, and let's not forget that John Favreau. And we talked about this not that long ago. Uh, directed Elf. Yes, he did. Yeah. Yes. And apparently, he and Will Ferrell didn't, didn't see eye to eye very yeah. well on it, and that's why a sequel never really happened. You know what? I don't think we need a sequel to Elf. Elf no. stands alone. No. It's excellent. Don't. 
you don't need to touch it. It'll be just fine. Uh, John Favreau's 54 today. Evander Holyfield. Yes. Casey used to have a real fear of him. No, no, it was Marvelous Marvin Hagler. Oh, it was Marvin Hagler. Marvin Hagler could beat up the world. He could beat up the world, guys. Okay. But then Sugar Ray Leonard showed me that he indeed cannot beat up the world. Okay, yeah. And uh, Evander Holyfield was a badass in his own right. He is uh, 58 years old today. Uh, Michael Gambone, who has played Dumbledore in many films in the Harry Potter universe. Yeah. Wow, he's 80 years old today. Six of the eight. I mean, he's, in my mind, one of the best replacement actors from uh, in a series ever. Because uh, Richard Harris did the first two. And then uh, Gambone took over and did the last uh, six movies. And he was great. Richard yeah. Harris had a bold contract maneuver. He died. Yeah, he got uh, out of yeah. it. Okay. Yeah, with death. <laughs> but you're right. He was able to pick up that character and yeah. miss it and hit it without missing a beat. You yeah. Know? So... Happy 80th to him. Uh, Chris Kattan, hmm. uh, who smells really funny when he comes by here. And ate he a bagel, like uh, he tore the bagel apart and had cream cheese all over his face. Mm-hmm. And- what we later learned, though, and I guess it could be a, a part of an explanation of what the story is with him, he has suffered from severe, debilitating back pain. Yeah. And uh, he actually had an issue after, after the last time he was on with us. It came to light that he was um, he was basically fighting addiction for those back pain. And we kind of thought, all right, that makes a little bit it, of sense. It made a little bit yep. more sense. Yep. He's uh, 50 today. Uh, Ty Pennington uh, celebrates his 56th birthday today. Come of on, course. Steve, you got it. Yeah, it's over here. Uh, <laughs> from, uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know what's funny is we had him in the studio we played that for him, and he said he didn't even really remember doing right, that. He's, right, They've done so many episodes, and he doesn't yeah. really recall doing that. So, okay. Uh, I think I would have remembered when I acted it, like a freaking maniac. But... It's like a Samoan family that they were yeah. doing a house for, and so he learned a Samoan war chant. It was... oh, he learned one or just m- mimicked one or mocked one? It's on the same. Uh, I wish it was on the same uh, button or uh, bank, though, yeah, but no. Ty is 56 today. Uh, John Lithgow, the great John Lithgow. Talk about a guy who can do it all, man. Uh, he's he's wonderfully comedic, and he can be as serious as, as anybody. So right take the same guy who played Winston Churchill yeah, and imagine him uh, in Buckaroo Banzai yeah. as the crazy alien. Yeah. Dude, and, and Roger Ailes in the bombshell movie. Oh, my God. Oh, he's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> and I told you, I thought he was that big. I thought yeah. he was that fat, but if it was a fat suit, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and let's not forget the voice of Lord Forquard. And um, I liked Third Rock from the Sun. It was I a great show. Was a great Look show. at the talent that was involved in that show. Yeah. Yeah, he's 75 oh today. You guys didn't mention Harry and the Hendersons. Come on. It's that's one the, of the first movie. That's what he won. He won a second Oscar for yeah, that. That's right. <laughs> yep. Uh, he also played a a former Philadelphia Eagle. Does anybody remember that what movie? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Garp. Yeah. World, World according, according to Garp. According yeah. to Garp. Yeah. He wasn't looking like himself. <laughs> nope. Nope. Yep. Uh, we also have uh, the pop artist Peter Max. Uh, Had him in the studio. 83. Yep. These really cool, trippy, 60s, awesome pieces of artwork. Uh, Trey Parker, South Park fame, turns 51 years old today. Uh, Patrick Simmons of the Doobie Brothers. He's the guy with the long hair, sings yes. Black Water. Outstanding <laughs> Great. musician. Great finger-picking guitarist. Uh, he is uh, 72 today. Uh, then you have uh, Jason Reitman, who's been here in our studio, director of uh, Juno. Thank you for smoking. Up in the air, to name a few. You know, it hasn't come out yet. I think it, um, it might have been put on hold because of the COVID stuff, is his Ghostbusters movie. Mm. 
because uh, he's he, about he, he did a Ghostbusters yeah. movie that's sort of a reboot. Yeah. Where kid, uh, I guess kids take over the the mantle. Yeah. Right. And uh, does Bill Murray have a cameo in there? I think he does. Yeah. They're all in it. Yeah. yeah. They're all in Cause it. Because it's okay. in that universe. Right? It is. It's, it's yeah. in that universe, and they discover, I think, the old ambulance and uh, whatever the story is. It's a it's a take on it that's supposed to be really good. But Nick, I think it was set to roll out for the summer and right. never made it. Right. Yeah. You, the original poster, Steve says, uh, summer twenty twenty, but now they push it back to at least March of twenty twenty one. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Right. Is that Paul Rudd? It is, yeah. Is that too? Yeah, Paul Rudd and the original cast, um, everybody that's still alive, obviously, Sigourney Weaver and Aykroyd, Bill Murray. So the the, the quasi-drought that we have now, you know, with new movies, once we get clear of this where whatever, you know, whatever happens, there's going to be an avalanche of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, even Annie Potts is in it. We're looking at the, uh, the cast here. Wow, very cool. Ernie Hudson. Uh, and then last birthday is uh, actress Rebecca Ferguson, uh, who was here in our studio, and I was very smitten with her. She was she's awesome, sweet and beautiful, and uh, this lovely English accent. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was in a couple of the um, Mission Impossible films. We were just talking about recently Doctor Sleep, the uh, sequel to The Shining. She plays uh, the main evil character in that, Rose the Hat, and she's going to be in the Dune. Uh, remake playing uh, Lady Jessica when that eventually comes out. So she is 37 today. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to today's stupid question. So what do the words rhino and seros, which make up rhinoceros, what do they mean? 215-263-WMMR. I will go to Nancy. Hi there, Nancy. Good morning. All right, so Nancy, what do those two words, rhino and seros, mean? Nose. And horn. She nailed it. Yes. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Hang on, Nancy. Ooh, ooh. Nose and horn. Oh, oh, gotcha. I thought we were talking about uh, Ron Jaworski. <laughs> Ron yeah. Uh, Nancy, we are going to give you a $50 Bonefish Grill gift card. It's National Seafood Month, and Bonefish Grill is celebrating all month long with seasonal favorites like their grilled swordfish and pumpkin ravioli. Mm-hmm. And fresh apple martini made with house-infused apple cinnamon vodka. Yum. Uh, taste the sea with family bundles that feed up to five people starting at $30. You can order online at bonefishgrill.com. Delivery from DoorDash and Uber Eats or dine-in whenever you are ready. We will start with some takes at the box office. Uh, you had the number one film was Honest Thief at $3.7 million. That is correct, oh, yes. He made, they made 3.7 over the weekend. Did you hear the great news? We made nearly $4 million <laughs> yeah. in a national release. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, two was War With, followed by Tenet. Nightmare, Nightmare Before Christmas, Hocus Pocus, Two Hearts, The New Mutants was number seven. Still in there. Yep, followed by Unhinged, Love and Monsters, and Beetlejuice made $172,000. So very little wow. very little going on in the box office, obviously, but there is a, there's a slight pulse there. Good. Uh, convicted rapist Harvey Weinstein, we're going to start with him. Is broke and will likely die in prison if he stays there. His Gosh, law- that's terrible news. His lawyer said Friday <laughs> at a hearing over whether he should be freed on bail pending an appeal of his conviction. Uh, according to his lawyer, Weinstein's physical and mental condition has so deteriorated, he said, I do not think it's an overstatement to say that if he is not released as part of this application, his chances of surviving prison are rather low. The defendant is almost blind, and he's not ambulatory, and he is on 20 medications. So, 
This is one of those things. Suddenly they become blind when they go to jail. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Bill. Right? Suddenly they have yeah. walkers with yeah, tennis right? balls on the legs. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> uh, he's, his conditions reportedly include diabetic uh, retin- uh, retinopathy. Right. Uh, coronary artery disease and spinal stenosis or pressure on his back nerves, which cause, causes a dragging foot. Could any of that have been a result of his obese? Uh, he was... Yeah. Well, yeah, a good 150 pounds. Yeah, the diabetes, oh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, so the producer... He's probably getting better medical care now than he was getting when he was out. Who is serving a 23-year sentence at uh, Wendy Correctional Facility was not on the call. His lawyers are asking that he be released on $2 million bail pending the outcome of his appeal. Uh, they've not yet filed the appeal. If the bail is approved, Weinstein would have to post another $5 million to stay out because he has... Also been charged with 11 counts of rape and assault in connection to two attacks on five women in Los Angeles. While his lawyer said he is not a man of any means at this point, he has no money. But he said that friends of his can put up the money. Uh, Manhattan District Attorney uh, Joan Orban had mocked the claim that Weinstein is broken helpless. Uh, She said basically uh, the time he stands to do on the L.A. case is serial killer time. She said, referring to the fact that Weinstein faces as much as 135 years on the charges, she said he is a man of extraordinary means, more so than any defendant I've ever prosecuted. All right, so if it's 135 years, would you agree, would you allow this scenario? Peel off 35 years, but he's got to share a cell with Joe Exotic. Which, <laughs> oh, my God, what yeah. a couple they would make. <laughs> That'd be beautiful. Uh, Chadwick Bozeman. Died without a will, but he was sure to protect his wife financially before he passed of terminal cancer. According to TMZ, Bozeman's wife, uh, Taylor Simone Ledward, has filed probate documents in which she asked to be named administrator of Bozeman's estate. Uh, Taylor had to file documents in probate court since the actor did not leave a will. That's pretty wild that he wouldn't have, the, I mean, the, the financial advisor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sick, yeah. Ha- having some type of structure. It is, you You don't, it's not the kind of thing you want to think about, but it's an incredibly important thing, especially in this case, for the people that you would leave behind, you know. So, since he died without a will and without children, she will inherit all the assets. Right, right, right. Which makes sense. And according to documents, she gets nearly a million dollars in personal property and assets. I think that's before uh, everything is hashed out, uh, because I got to believe he had more than a million dollars. I would have to think. Yeah. So... Uh, Chrissy Teigen is speaking out for the first time after losing her pregnancy. Um, She had written about her and John Legend. We are quiet, but we are okay. Uh, She wrote on Instagram, love you all so much. She had also shared a screen grab of tweets from Legend, including one in which she shared a link to his performance of Never Break at the Billboard Music Awards. Um, And this, I guess he had said, uh, this is for Chrissy. Yeah, he wrote... Adding, I love and cherish you and your family so much. We've experienced, and our family so much. We've experienced the highest highs and lowest lows together watching you carry our children has been so moving and humbling. He continued by saying, I wrote this song because I have faith that as long as we walk the earth, we will hold each other's hands through every tear, every up and down, through every test. We promised each other this on our wedding day seven years ago. And every challenge we faced has made that promise more powerful, more resilient. Our love will remain. We will never break. Uh, they have two kids together, Luna, who is four, and Miles, who is two. So uh, they're they're repairing. Yes, they're, they're trying to uh, understandably to so. Meghan Markle and Prince Harry are signaling a new era with their first 
non-royal portrait since they stepped down from their senior royal duties, observers say. Oh, full frontal? No. Uh, yeah, it's like the Two Virgins album with uh, John yeah. and Yoko. Yeah. Uh, Could you imagine? What am I looking at? Yes. They have completely distanced themselves from the, the crown, and they are, they're going for it, man. Uh, critics and supporters were quick to dissect every detail from their poses to the price of everything that they wore. The photos released Friday by Time Magazine to advertise a special Time 100 talk that they will lead on October 20th. Dubbed Engineering a Better World, the talk also features Reddit co-founder Alexis uh, Onion, uh, Rappler CEO Maria Reza, and the host of podcast Teenager Therapy. Uh, According to the Daily Mail, she wore a $6,500 Cartier bracelet and $23,000 Cartier watch that belonged to Harry's later mother, uh, late mother Princess Diana. Uh, she also wore a $2,800 Alexander McQueen suit. So here's Pre- Preston. Here's the picture up in the studio that you were referencing. Oh, the, the, uh, the two virgins yeah, album. Yeah, two virgins. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine Harry and Meghan? Uh, Alexander, uh, let's see here. Harry also wore a dark suit and white shirt. His choice to go tie-free and their smiling, relaxed vibe. The black and white hue all signal the more relaxed California lifestyle. Look, I'm not wearing a tie, and we have a generally relaxed hue. That they're apparently embra- <laughs> embracing. We're living on the edge, aren't we? You've noticed the subtle hue. The hue. In the photograph, very yes. subtle and non-royal, mm-hmm. the particular hues we've selected. Uh, Nick, can you scroll down? Yeah, they do look pretty relaxed. It's a, it's a nice photo. So and I, I, I'm waiting casual. until he's taking a dump in a, in a bucket. That's when we know... <laughs> They've really <laughs> cast <bucket>. everything. <laughs> wow. Hold it still, Megan. I don't want to miss. This is pretty wild. Former home improvement star Zachary Ty Bryan <sighs> was arrested Friday night at his home in Eugene, Oregon after allegedly strangling a woman who is said to be his girlfriend. This didn't come as a shock to me because he's had abusive allegations uh, uh, put against him over the years. Okay. He's the oldest brother? He played Brian, uh, or I'm sorry, Brian played Brad Taylor, the eldest son, to Tim Taylor. So, yeah, he was the the older son, the blonde one. Do they reference the other uh, charges from uh, years ago, Preston? Not in this story, no. Uh, Police reportedly arrested Brian in his home after he and his girlfriend got into an argument that turned physical, and he started to strangle her. The woman then called authorities after she escaped, and they arrested a 39-year-old on account of strangulation, fourth-degree assault, and interfering with making a report. He is currently in the Lane County Jail. Uh, the spokesperson for the police department said an investigation found that during the dispute, Brian is reported to have assaulted the victim, impeded her breathing, uh-huh. and taken the victim's phone from her when she tried to call 911. Wow. When was the last time that guy worked, Nick? I don't know. I was I was looking for the previous charges and I can't find anything, Steve. So I don't know. Um, I remember I years ago, maybe they that. settled it, or but I remember his name had popped up associated with some something abusive with a girlfriend or wife. Yeah, probably uh, a girlfriend. So I guess he's been out of the yeah. acting world for a while. Two thousand eight. Uh, he was actually he was in one of the um, uh, Fast and Furious movies. He was in Tokyo Drift in two thousand six. And two he, home, two improvement. Uh, yeah, then he was in a, a movie <laughs> called Trunk. Uh, in 2008, but it does not look like he's worked much uh, in the acting world since then. Wow. Uh, Kim Kardashian and Paris Hilton are getting back together for a great cause, the Velour Leisure Suit. Thank you. Yes. Hilton was uh, synonymous with the look in the early aughts when she was Kim's boss. I think we all had Velour Leisure Suits at that time, right? (laughs) 
and she wore juicy couture tracksuits seemingly everywhere. It's so juicy. My rich aunt bought my son when he was born a velour leisure suit. Uh, and I don't know what it cost, but it was Louis Vuitton or something. In hopes Insane. that he would join Prince's backup band. Steve, you know, Ben was probably like uh, four or five months old when she bought it. It was for a four or five month old baby. And so he wore it once, maybe. Sure. How much but, was it? I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, like a thousand bucks. Who the hell? Can, you know, it's just like, Susan, I love you. But what the hell? Yeah. Just give me a check. <laughs> hey, good news. Ben's in Morris Day in the time. Right? God, um, I love those. I hope they come back. Really? Yes, they were so comfortable. Okay. Why don't you sit right here while I put on something a little bit more comfortable, <laughs> like a velour leisure suit? <laughs> uh, this time around, okay, now tell me, is this a thing? So it says here the Luke is being launched. The It's a look, but they're spelling it L-E-W-K. Uh, oh, the Luke. On. I'm launching a new line called the Shovel, which I use to hit anyone who says the Luke. Uh, has been launched for the Skims brand. You know, oh. Kim's. It's a personal, look, a personal uh, signature look. So, like her signature look. That's Luke. what they call a Luke. Her yeah. signature Shut look. I took the word and made it different. Um, so, uh, the pair introduced the line in. They're not pop- clothing. They're clothing. And paparazzi style shots with flip phones. Ooh, flip phones. Louis, are those, are they, is that They're spread? coming back. Oh, shit. Flip phone? I loved my flip phone. <laughs> now, there's two the types razor? of flip phones. There is the complete retro flip phone, a la the, the Star Trek uh, communicator. Like my dad uses. Right. right. And then there is the flip phone, which is the foldable phone. Yeah, I've seen some people go to the yeah. dumb phone approach, that they, they don't want to be on a smartphone anymore, and so they right. get a flip phone in order to limit their time on you a phone. You can't slam your phone down when you're angry anymore. Yeah. Because you can break right. it. So with sure. the flip phone, you just you close yeah. it. You're like, ah. Clap. Oh, I forgot about that. Clap. Uh, So wait a minute, Steve. The the foldable phone, is it a smartphone? Does it have apps? Oh, yeah, it's a smartphone. So uh, there are galaxies right now that have them. They they actually fold. The screen is such that it can fold. It's thicker. They need to get it thin, and Uh, then then it'll be a viable thing. Then it'll be okay, yeah. I'd be happy with that. Something that's smaller that would fit in my pocket would be cool, but still have the capabilities of a a large screen. Right uh, now it's not that. It's a little too thick. I like the flip phone because you couldn't pocket dial somebody. Yes. Yeah. That yeah. 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 No. It's, and it's cool also because to me, as a Star Trek fan, it was exactly you know what you're looking for. Yeah. Well, if Preston ever calls me, I'm like, it's probably a pocket dial. I don't know if you know, you pocket dial me a lot. Really? really? Yeah. So like, you called me last week, and I was like, mm, should I call him back? Do you, you ever listen? Was... What, what's what's? Uh, usually, it's Look just at these nipples. Man. No, no, you can't hear anything. It's like it's literally in his oh, pocket. Yeah, man. One man. <laughs> Massive man. Uh, that was me. <laughs> no, you and the owner of my hair salon pocket dial me all the time okay wow yeah had no idea uh so anyhow yeah they had their they had their paparazzi style shots with flip phones uh louis vuitton monogram mirror miroir alma bags am i saying that miroir Miroir. and uh and flowing velvet look at us uh the line velvet the line officially bows October 21st and will feature hoodies, bandeau tops. All right, Bandeau? Kathy, the hell's that? Oh it's just that, like the tube top basically is what it is. Oh. So it's a tube, tube top. top. It's a, <laughs> but now it's a bandeau. Honestly. You have to add an O or an aw yeah. on something to, <laughs> to make, make it. To make it better. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. better now. <laughs> Change the words. Bandeau tops, crew neck tanks. 
wide leg pants and joggers. How much? How many of these it. these uh, fashion names do you think come out of the simple fact that they don't know how to spell? <laughs> maybe yeah. Maybe they stumble across yeah. something like that. What are <laughs> joggers? <laughs> joggers are uh, like it's kind of tighter at the ankle, but they're not like a legging. They're not skin tight. Okay, these are joggers. Yeah, like you honestly go back to like traditional sweatpants with yeah. elastic in the ankles. There you go. All right, so that's joggers. All right. This does have a very retro look. We're looking at the pictures of them carrying their stuff, and they, but they Kathy, they look good. Those pocketbooks are huge, right? Those those are not even pocketbooks. Those are what, what do you call those? They're like super huge bags. <laughs> it's like bag. an overnight bag. Yeah. It looks but like listen, Mary Poppins go- bag. They're going complete opposite of what the last trend was, which was the tiny bags. Like it, it went the clutch. I mean, even smaller than that. Like everything was was little. Everybody had these big bags for a long time, and yeah. they're like, okay, well, what do we need all this stuff for? The bigger the bag, more stuff you're carrying. So it went little. So now they're they're trying to go back to the big, right? And it's funny because that's how fashion works. It's, it's like, yeah. oh, that is that is out. This is or what are we using? Mm-hmm. Come on. I, and part of fashion looks is being able to tell someone, oh, that's not in anymore. Right. You know what I mean? It all comes down to. Well, they know that they're in a position sure. of trend setting. Yeah, yeah. So you know. Well, that's the thing. It's yeah. The, yeah, it's those people who like right. to to set the trends that'll say, oh God, no, I would never it's wear that Kardashian, again. It's Kardashian. It's Paris Hilton. It's Gary Lauer. Those are the trends. But we're in a band, though. Um. So. <laughs> Listen, the ripped up band tees. Yeah. Gary's got something going there on. There you go. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, so Kim told Vogue. You heard it here first. Kathy thinks Gary's hot. <laughs> Kim told uh, Vogue of her fashion after working on this for over a year. I'm so excited to share with everyone. You work on that for a year? Velour is one of my favorite collection launches to date. It's the perfect blend of 2000s nostalgia and mm. present-day loungewear. Up next, Derelict. That's what I was thinking, Steve. The right. Derelict. Derelict, so my ball. So they are bringing it back. They're bringing back these velour tracksuits okay. on. Yeah. Okay, I'm into it. I might yeah. buy one. I think it was, uh, yeah, we played the clip of uh, of Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah, we're browsers. That's from Easy Money. Yeah. They had what they called the regular guy look right. in that movie. Oh, I love that. Yeah, Similar to the Derelict. Not quite to the level <laughs> right, of Derelict. Right, the regular but, yeah. guy look, yeah. Uh, Hilton told the mag, I'm living in sweatsuits right now. Oh, man, that's great news. The velour collection is perfect for looking hot while being comfy, she said. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, and this speaks to what you were just saying, Steve, uh, about Kim and, and what she can do. Uh, she was on David Letterman, uh, with David Letterman on my guest needs no introduction, uh, that she said that ending Keeping Up with the Kardashians won't seriously impact her finances. She said, and I quote, oh, boy. realistically... We can post something on social media and make more than we do in a whole season. She's right. I yeah. mean, probably. Yeah, she's right. <laughs> I mean, how many millions for Kim Kardashian on Instagram? I, I don't know. Fifty, oh, thirty. As far 20? as her, yeah, her yeah, followers, followers, it's up there. Nick's going to look it up right, right now. Uh, One hundred ninety. One hundred and ninety million yeah. followers. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. All right, tongues were wagging as Bruce Willis popped up in a short teaser implying a possible return of John McClane. A 15-second teaser was posted on Twitter by his daughter, Rumor, that shows Bruce walking down a foggy Christmas-lit tree uh, street uh, to the sound of someone whistling, and the text reads, As one story ends, a new one begins, followed by an October 18, 2020 date and the hashtag Die Hard is back. Well, it turns out... <laughs> It was an ad for a, Die Hard Batteries. It's a freaking oh, commercial. Man. Although it did have some action-packed moments. It's a two-full-minute commercial. Yeah. And there are a few nods to the Die Hard movies, including Bruce crawling through a vent 
and reuniting with his limousine driver, Argyle. The actor uh, Devereaux White is in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Willis even beats someone over the head with a diehard battery. And also there's another appearance, Clarence Gilliard Jr., who played one of the terrorists. Is the African-American guy with the glasses. Yep. Uh, who was also in Walker, Texas Ranger. And I'm assuming that's him. Everybody's older and a little bit bigger. A little chunkier. Yeah, it's him sitting. So Preston, it's got to be him in that. In that, uh, he's sitting behind the table when he looks through the the window. Yeah, that's him. him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So it's kind of fun. It is. Uh, But it's a it's a diehard commercial. It's a battery commercial. Didn't the last movie suck? Oh my god. It was terrible. It was I didn't even see it. We saw it in the theater. It was was him with his son. It was terrible. The power went out in the theater. Probably four fifths into the movie. And it never came back on, and I never cared to see how it ended. It it says a lot when you can have a massive helicopter-included firefight, and you're you're like, (laughs) like you're you're, you're just, it's so much with no predicate for what's going on that you're like, this is just, this just sucks. I actually enjoyed Die Hard with a Vengeance. There was something, you know, about that movie that I liked, the the dynamic with him and Samuel L. Jackson, the puzzle solving and, you know. The first two, and even Die Hard, um, Live Free or Die Harder is is actually not bad. Right. Um, With the other one that Kevin Smith is in. Uh, but uh, yeah, this is that was just terrible. There has to be some level of believability, even in an unbelievable situation. Yeah. And in that that last one, it was so ridiculous that you're just like, what? What am I doing here? Well, they they're they're forced to up the ante, but they don't realize you can as as we were as we were shown with the Marvel movies. So they have these huge explosive movies, and then they bring it back in for the Captain America movies and make it sort of a, a political intrigue thing, mm-hmm. and it works. Just set the context and the parameters of what everything is happening in and play in that. My son, It doesn't I, have to be the end of the world every time. Right. We had a like an hour-long conversation on Saturday about Endgame. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. It was about Infinity War, and we were just talking, and... I'm, I, I'm like, I can't believe we're actually having this conversation as if it really, really happened. Right, right, and right. like, okay. But I did come up with a better plan than uh, than Quill and Doctor Strange that would have thwarted everything. And we'll, we'll discuss it off air. <laughs> Not right now. Because okay. you can't get into it now. Right, Preston's right. in the middle of celebrity news here. Go ahead, Preston. Thank you. I'm sorry you even brought Guess it up. I have the floor now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I apologize for bringing that up. No, in. no, it's all good. So, so there's no... There's no... New Die Hard movie coming out, but there is a commercial if you want to see it. Uh, Mena Suvari is expecting a child with her husband, Michael Hope. Is she part of the COVID um, secretive? You know, there's a whole thing now. A lot of people during the pandemic and during lockdown suddenly are having babies that we've never even heard about. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, but I did reminisce a little bit with her. I went back and and, uh, just to find the, the news story and found some photos of her, and I forgot how... Just beautiful she is. And She's a lovely girl. She is a lovely girl. She was in the you know the American Pie. That is correct. And yes. the American Thank Beauty. You. And American Beauty. Yeah. And uh, um, uh, American History X. I, no, I don't think no, she was in that she one. She wasn't no. the bald dude? She, no, no, she was not. <laughs> Sorry, Reg. I know you see a lot, but... I do, yeah. but I have glaucoma. Uh, so she had uh, written... Uh, let's see. It's still the process for me believing... Or no, she was telling People Magazine. Uh, believing it and accepting that something this beautiful could happen for me. She said, it's been a very emotional experience. It's very weird finding out. I was like, I can't believe it. Uh, they got married in 2018. Does she have hemorrhoids? Oh, I don't know about that. A lot of women do get them yeah. when they're pregnant. Uh, they plan to grow their family, but we're still surprised by the pregnancy, she said, as they've been uh, trying with no result for some time. Huh. 
said, at first I thought that I was just having jet lag because I was, I'm really sensitive. Uh, but by the end of July, I had a couple other symptoms. I decided to take a test, and there it was. Huge surprise and absolute miracle. So they are expecting. Uh, this is very interesting. Uh, Matthew McConaughey has got a book out. He's making yes. the rounds right yeah, now. He so he's opening up about his, uh, his life. The memoir is called Green Lights. In an interview for People, he revealed that his father, James Donald McConaughey, died how he wanted to. In bed with his wife, Kay, McConaughey said, I got a call from mom. Your dad died. My knees buckled. I couldn't believe it. He was my dad. He said, nobody could kill him except mom. He said, he'd always told me and my brothers, boys, when I go, I'm going to be making love to your mother. He said, that's what happened. He had a heart attack when he climaxed. That's it. This is what Matthew McConaughey said. Aren't those the two things you you want to die Spending everything you had, and you want to die at the point of climax. Yeah, it'd be nice, right? Yeah. Um, why does he know this? Like, because he always photographs. Told, it. I know. Yeah, but it sounds like. Did he videotape them like I do? I don't know. It sounds like they had an open, yeah, uh, an open dialogue yeah. in the yeah. family. And besides I mean, that, that would that's that's cool to hear that. Yeah, that's, that's as opposed a, to he was ripped apart by a grizzly bear. That's not a bad thing. Uh, so the book is out, and uh, he's doing interviews and sharing all kinds of personal information. Like have that. you uh, have you seen the commercials? He does all the commercials for Lincoln. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen the one where he goes ice fishing? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Do you think Matthew yeah. McConaughey goes ice fishing? <laughs> Honestly, he's yes. an outdoors. Yeah. 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 I totally yeah. believe that he does. Yeah. Yeah. Just sits there. I, he whistles Andy Griffith. Yep. Yeah. He can do whatever he wants. He's an interesting individual, no question. Yeah, and he sits um, in the back with it open and has a thermos of coffee and waits to catch I don't even thing. think they knew that they were filming a commercial. Yeah. <laughs> they, they just found him? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he, he slept inside a dead elk. This is pretty wild. Tarzan star Ron Eli is, uh, and his family are challenging the Santa Barbara County DA in California after it ruled that the fatal shooting of his son Cameron is a justifiable homicide. In a news conference, his attorney... John Burris said that uh, he had never claimed to have a gun before police officers opened fire and that he surrendered with his hands up. An investigation found that Cameron had stabbed his mother to death, by the way, and then um, was shot. And it says it does and was shot outside of his father's home in, in Santa Barbara. He was shot with 24 rounds. So he was he I remember the story. He, had, he went obviously off the deep end, stabbed his mother yeah, to death. Uh, Ron Eli himself is in a wheelchair, correct? That I don't know. Okay, so, um, and then, uh, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know any more about this, but I, that's, that's the first I'm hearing that they're yeah, so, challenging that. Yeah, so he said that he had his hands up, but he was shot 24 times, so they are, they're challenging the, the DA because they had ruled it justifiable homicide, so we'll see if that goes anywhere. And then one last thing, the list of people begging Congress to intervene on behalf of movie theaters is growing continually. From the get-go, Directors Guild of America, the National Association of Theater Owners and Motion Picture Association, has federal government the federal government to intervene. Now more than 100 major forces, including uh, John M. Chu, Patty Jenkins, Sly Stallone, and uh, Taki Watiti, have joined the call. Uh, meanwhile, House Majority Leader Nancy Pelosi and Treasury Secretary Stephen uh, Munchen, or, no, uh, M- I don't know how to say Mnuchin. it. Mnuchin. Mnuchin, thank you. Mnuchin. Mnuchin. Uh, it's are, Bando, Preston. Bando <laughs> are deadlocked on an aid package, which looks like uh, it will be delayed until the presidential election. I think this this makes you sad because the movie theaters are sort you know it's for the country for the population it's 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 a, our act it's a rest it's an activity it's an yeah. escape it's an essential thing and there's so many so many jobs and so many 
first-time jobs for people revolve around these yeah. these things. They can't go away. There was a story out that that Disney, you know, is is putting a lot of their focus, obviously, as a lot of other movie companies are doing, into streaming releases. And, you know, not sure how all this is going to go, but I think we. A return to the theater is going to be inevitable. Inevitable. It is, but right now they want yeah they want aid uh, from Congress. Yeah, so yeah. They're, they're they're trying to get that to happen. All right, so we're ready for clips. One day at a time is a reimagining of the classic series and follows a Cuban American family as they deal with the trials and tribulations of life in the U.S. And in this clip, executive producer Norman Lear discusses what he feels the essence of is the essence of the show. As you just recited, all of the ingredients, the elements that are in this show, I, I was like hearing it for the first time in the sense that it awes me that the show is in essence about so much, and yet it simply comes off as family. It, it's so brilliantly written. Uh, one Day at a Time airs tonight, <laughs> 9 o'clock on CBS. Here's the next clip. Contestants answer trivia questions and race around a grocery store in the reboot of the classic game show Supermarket Sweep. In this clip, host Leslie Jones discusses the measures put in place to film during the pandemic. You know, COVID brought a lot of uh, changes to the way things are done now. So we got a big hangar out at Santa Monica Airport, and we just built a big grocery store inside, set it up um, where our crew could be safe where the contestants can be safe. Everybody was in compliance. Everybody wore masks. It was absolutely great. Yeah! Uh, Supermarket Sweep airs Sunday, so it was on last night. I watched right? it last night. Was it good? Yeah, you know what? I was never a big fan of the show. Uh, it's okay, I, but I but I, I, I did like it last night because there's something about Running around the supermarket, you know, yeah, and yeah. I mean, like, like we did it. We did one of our events yeah. was at a supermarket. Yeah, tried to do it, and yeah, uh, yeah. no, we had, we. It, I mean, we knew we got some people injured. Yeah, but, you I know, mean, listen, yeah. this, they had few few dead people at the end of this one. As I well, liked but. the the when they would go from item to item that had clues on what the next item was, yeah. and they had that. They had that last night. That one was yeah. that was my favorite part. I always I thought I would be so good at this. Yeah, yeah. Because also the pricing of stuff yeah. uh, is also an essential part. That's part of like the the uh, let's make a deal aspect of it. But there's. It is a vigorous game, and they're running around, and it's pretty cool. Even on the Price is Right, when they had, um, like, the different items right. inside, uh, say, like, a pharmacy or a grocery store or yeah. something, I always did good with that as well. Yeah, the actual retail price. The actual retail price, yep. yeah. Kathy, mm-hmm. you should just go into Target and pretend that you're on Supermarket Suite and run around and try and put as many things in, in the cart as you can. We should, what, when, when everything returns to normal, we should go in with, with a podium and have somebody in yeah. a suit with a with a microphone. Just show up. And, and go, okay, okay, Kathy, is a... And and, <laughs> and just do it. I wonder if people at the store would think, oh, this has to be condoned because yeah. it's not. It's a game. Yeah, yeah they're obviously filming something here. Uh, Supermarket Sweep, like I said, uh, Sweep, uh, Sunday nights at 8 o'clock on ABC. And there you go. That's my report for today. Hey, we have a new Daily Rush video for you to uh, take in. It is, the title is la di da di da 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 Ah, cheese! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I forget what that's about. The description, well, I'll tell you here. The description says, Casey is learning to grill, but he forgot about the cheese. (laughs) What had happened? I don't remember. uh, I think you you, were, ah, cheese! And it led right into that. Listen, I don't know. It might have something to do with my Blackstone. Um, I think so, yes. Okay. You're you're a grilling surface. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, you can watch it now at PrestonandSteve.com, <laughs> sponsored by Punchline, Philly Fishtown's first comedy club restaurant and bar. All right, let's take a break. Michael Yo is going to be joining us. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. He'll be on around uh, 9 o'clock today. So uh, hey, yo. He's going to be at uh, Punchline uh, later on in the week, so we'll get some details, some other things going on as well. We'll be back in a moment. We all got kind of hosed on that whole basketball bracket thing back in March. So we're bringing back the bracket with MMR's Rocktober Madness. Beginning today, listen as your favorite bands battle it out and you decide who wins. Starting with 64 bands split into four regions. The Air Pancake, Preston Steve, Jackson Sarah, and Jackie Brent. Matchups every weekday at 11.30 a.m. and 1.30 p.m. with The Air and 3.30 and 5.30 with Jackson. And that's where you come in. Pull up the app or WMMR.com and vote for your favorite bands to move on or go home. It all comes down to one band. Crowned champion of Rocktober Madness. Sponsored by Horizon Services. Heating, cooling, plumbing, and indoor air quality. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Real quick, I want to mention that uh, we're, we're going to try to do this uh, contest at some point this week called the... Um, uh, Battle of the so-called experts. I'm looking forward to this. Or the self-proclaimed experts. Me too. And I started to uh, begin this, if if we like this contest, wanted to start with people that had expertise in the area of the Rocky films. Yes. Got some great emails. Marissa went through Excellent. Uh, and, uh, and sorted a few out for me. So we're going to have some serious competitors if we do it this week. Speaking of Rocky and Stallone, you've seen, I'm sure, the Step Brothers video. No. You haven't seen it? No, I, no, no. I, no, I thought no. I sent it to you. No, what it's is all, it? They somebody did deep fake of the 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 classic exchange. John Stamos, the whole you know the Randy yeah, J. Yeah, Stallone is um, Schwarzenegger is Will Ferrell, oh, and God. Stallone is John C. Riley. Yes. and Preston. Oh, it's unbelievable. I got it. Can, I, yeah, I need, call it up. It just pulled it up. It oh, is God. insane. Oh my God! And there's something about Stallone. Oh. Delivering the lines. I just, I love this deep fake stuff. Someday it's going to cause a, a an international nightmare. It will. But right now it's hilarious. Yes. So, when okay. entire world's fall, when countries fall because of a, of a fake video, yeah. that'll be bad. But for, right. now, for right now, Stallone is John C. Riley. That's outstanding. That works. Yeah. I've, as soon as we're done with this, this segment, I'm going to go watch that. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, so anyhow, this should be a, a good battle that we have uh, at some point this week. We'll let you know. I'm going to get the specifics together, but we will do that this week. Um, I saw a couple of, of lists that have the Delaware Valley involved in them. They're either right here in the Philadelphia region or statewide, or it has to do with Pennsylvania. So that's all there is to it. Is but this Preston Elliott's Listomania? It, oh, my I, God. You know, that's Dude, what it is. There's guess, a song Steve. called Listomania, by the way. I know. Is oh, there? my God. Yes, yeah, there is. Okay. I don't. It's not like that, but anyway, it's close enough. Um, no, <laughs> I, I had three separate lists that involved our area that I thought were kind of interesting, and... Definitely rang true as I was on my way into work this morning. Actually, the past couple of weeks have been this way, but I'll explain in a moment. All right. so, according to the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety, deer vehicle collisions have been on the rise since 1975. Accidents leveled off in recent years with an all-time high of 1.5 million deer vehicle <laughs> collisions, causing a billion dollars in damage in 2018. Uh, the accidents killed 200 motorists and injured 10,000 more each year. That's crazy. Yeah. So I saw 
eight deer on the way in this morning in, yeah. in three separate groups? Uh, I saw as well. I saw a uh, deer and her babies. And mm-hmm. in, it, not like, you know, you live a little bit further out where there's some farms and stuff like that. Yeah, like, I see them every morning. Mine was like right in Conshohocken. And yeah, they were just right. Wild. And I, I saw the mom and I'm like, I always slow down because I'm like, there's other ones, you know, around and uh, just don't want them to dart out because it can be the accidents. Are uh, uh, listen, oh, yeah. it, it scares the crap out of you, especially yeah. if you've done. I used to uh, go up to visit uh, Claire's, my wife's family, up in Wyndham, New York, and there there was a stretch of road there that was notorious for uh, deer collisions. But this year, President, in fact, over the weekend, I was with some uh, Claire, my wife and I were with another couple at their house, and they're right off of 476, and it was dusk, and their backyard was like a conga. The deer were literally with their yeah. paws. It was just crazy, and they said it, the 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 numbers have increased exponentially, and I have a feeling a lot of that has to do with the fact that they weren't sort of being hit and killed while because there have been less people commuting. Yeah. In other words, we talked about nature mm. sort of reclaiming certain areas yeah. right. because of the uh, of the lockdown. I'm sure that's part and parcel of this. It is, uh, I think, for me, inevitable. I will hit a deer at some point. I live too close to wooded areas and golf courses. I see them all the time. And, also, play your, golf. and also you drive down to your shore house. Yeah, 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 I yeah, mean, yeah. Do you see them a lot on the way? Well, you just go no, through really rural yeah, yeah, yeah. areas. Right, it's, right. It's inevitable, yeah. But um, the uh, the I, when sometimes when I'm leaving for work, especially like if I'm um, taking my my trash out in the morning, trash, trash, oh, trash. I will. I, I get spooked all the Is time because right? yeah, no, we're okay. We're we're, <laughs> right. we're dealing with it, Kathy. Steve had a family member that was killed. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I can't believe you brought Uncle, it up, uh, Uncle Beasel. But I'll have like a whole family of deer in my front yard. At, you know. 4.30 in the morning, and they're yeah. all just kind of like hanging out there, leaving turds, eating whatever they eat in the uh, in the front yard. Just leaving turds, whatever. <laughs> so Pennsylvania ranked third nationally. Yeah. No uh, doubt, yeah. For most deer collisions. Um, and so that's one in 52 drivers will hit a deer. I've done it God. three times. Three times, Nick. Three, three deer? times. Well, yeah. So once was on the way into work here. Uh, was when I was back when I was living in Phoenixville. And uh, once was in college. Um, I went to school in a pretty rural part of the state. And uh, it's it's terrifying. The one When I was in college, I was um, DD for the night, uh, designated driver. And I, I was, so it was my job to go get the... Um, the older guys who were out at the bar drinking, and I used one of their cars to go pick them up. And so I was driving to go get them, and I hit a uh, mama deer into uh. a baby deer. And they both ran off the road. You know, I slammed the But the point of the story is, whenever it happens, it's freaking terrifying. Oh, yeah. Uh, you... you there's you're some... terrified. You're, you feel terrible. Yeah, exactly. It, it lives with you. It, it ruins not only your day, but days afterwards. Uh, I, I, had, I had two... two non-lethal deer collisions. Yeah. Um, you know, and the, the deers, actually, they, they, in both cases, they went to a farm where they ran around with other deer. No, yeah. they, 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 no but it was, it, so they were not lethal, but yeah. it still scares the F out of you. Press, I am curious about that stretch of uh, 47, 347 down going through. I, that is the Pine Barrens, is it not? Uh, I don't know. Okay. I'm not sure. Because I've never seen a deer. Okay. I mean, all the times I've driven oh, down 55? that stretch. Of, not 55. I'm talking about 47, 347. Yeah. Well, chances are, it, so when they're out is dusk and, yeah. and dawn. So so just pre-dawn, they're they're starting to forage. Yeah. Tony, and same and thing. Yeah. If you want to see the most of them, man, go out to um, go out to Valley Forge. Yes. Yeah. Right as the sun is setting, they're all over <laughs> the place. I, it's wild. You get 
honestly, I will drop down to insanely low speeds if I'm driving along a road like, you know, where I know I've seen them before. And, of course, the rule of thumb is you see one cross the road. Don't follow that one with your eyes. Look to the other side because there's usually more on the uh-huh. way. Yep, exactly. Hang on. <laughs> here, listen, to, listen to Bill here. Uh-huh. Hey, Bill, you're on the air. Good morning. We look what I just did. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do, Bill? I was coming to work. I didn't have you guys on yet. I hit a deer. This oh. morning? I swear, yeah. This morning. Wow, how bad? Um, luckily, I was on the brakes hard enough. I heard it, you know, it, it hit. I have a pickup truck, so it didn't do any damage to my truck, luckily. Okay. But um, I'm sure I scared the deer. Yeah, did you see it at all run off? No, it can't. It, yeah, it kept running, but it came across right in front of me like it was moving. Okay. When All right. Got to imagine. It's scary, man. I mean, they're, they're obviously, you get Thanks, something like, like a, a big buck, and, and they've got a lot of meat on them, but a collision with a truck going any sort of distance or a car. I happened to have um, a car, I forget what I was driving, but the hood sort of arced over slowly, so the, the deer literally did like a T.J. Hooker across the... Um, the hood, the hood, and yeah. slid off to the other side, and literally ran off into the woods. Yeah, the one that I hit was, uh, I, I it was a split second. Like yeah. I saw it at the last second, and then I didn't see it after that. Yeah. So I have no idea what. I know it wasn't dead on the road. Um, but how, how hard? Is, go ahead. Uh, but uh, Rochelle has hit one too. Okay, or she would say it hit her. Uh. <laughs> yeah. It ran yeah. in at the side. Yeah, yeah. no, it, it does happen. Yeah. Bizarre. That happened with my parents one time. They were uh, taking my son and my nephew out to Hershey Park, and on their way back, the deer ran into the side of the car. Don't, yeah. don't you almost get the impression that they're off to the side going, I can do this, I can do this. I yeah, 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 I got it. I, got you it. Know, I, I don't got it. One of the scary parts is when, when they get into the road, their hooves start to slip. You know, know, so that they're trying to like yeah. gallop yeah. or bound or whatever to get across the road, and they're used to not being they're not used to being on asphalt. So like they they don't have the traction that they're used to. Remember my friend's story? <laughs> he was on the turnpike, and a deer came and basically oh, crapped in the back seat of the and car. So when he hit it, the the deer's ass went through the back window, That's right. and he crapped all over the guy's car. Wow! <laughs> At least the deer got the deer got the last words. <laughs> That's good luck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I hope so. Yeah, you're supposed to spread that on your face, and, and your craps in your car, and then you spread it on your. You face. have a good crop. Uh, so Pennsylvania was third nationally. Montana was second. One in 48 people will hit a deer. And the number one state in the country for deer collisions is West Virginia. And what's interesting is huh. because you might think it's based on deer per square mile stats, but that's not the case. Mississippi actually has the highest deer density in the country. I had no idea. Mississippi, you don't think about deer. That, that seems very weird. Uh, but it barely cracked the top ten for car accidents. You're also talking about the amount of roads. You're in, talking about the well, kind of roads. Well, here's the deal. Indiana has the fifth most deer per square mile, but is 23rd in deer vehicle collisions. West Virginia and Montana aren't in the top ten for deer density, but claim the first and second deer accidents. And what matters is where people live. So for the top six states in deer vehicle collisions, more than half the population lives in a rural area. So that's what it is. Oh, I guess that's it, yeah. Rural is defined by the United States Census Bureau as an area with less than 50,000 people. So there are only 15 states Hmm. where 50% of the residents live in rural places, and over half of them are in the top 10 for deer collisions. And, of course, we're coming into the worst of it right now. October and November are where you will see the most deer accidents. For a while, I had a car that had, um, it was an extra, you know, tech package thing. And there was a thermal readout. So you could, a thermal screen, like a la Predator. Right. So at nighttime, you could see it. By the time you would see anything, you would be you would be colliding with it. I would it. think yeah. so, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, 
anyhow, we're we're. I thought we would have been number one. Uh, yeah, uh, it but, seems that way. Uh, Pennsylvania's uh, number three on this list. Hang on. Uh, Bryce wants to tell us about the mating habits of deer. Ooh. Hi, Bryce. You're on the air. Good morning. Morning, guys. Hey, what's you know, up, bud? You know, everybody always asks, who's Lou? But nobody ever asks, how's Lou? <laughs> yeah, you that's know true. How is, yeah. Last time Casey talked to Lou, he <laughs> yeah. was doing great. How's Lou? Lou's yeah. great. He's yeah. always great. I don't know if Lou is ever bad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. Good. All right. So, All right. so are, are we in rut yet? Yeah, we're getting into it. It's going to be in, like, the next week or so. So as far as, like, the pandemic causing the increase in deer, I don't think that's the case because this would have ha- the mating season would have happened before that hit. I think it was the mild winter. Okay. Uh, ah. so my, my dad and I hunt, and um, if you ever talk to a park ranger, they'll tell you that they pull out every year. They pull out frozen dead deer. Every year, right out of the park. Are they, are they frozen just, standing? Or are they in place? Do they look yeah. like lawn decorations? <laughs> it, it can be a myriad of different placements. Some of them do get stuck frozen solid standing up. You know, hey. Bryce, it is weird. And we had this conversation a while ago, and we never think about that. We think that that animals are supremely suited for outdoor life, but obviously. Some do freeze to death periodically. Yeah, and Bryce, I have a question for you because there's gen- like a general rule of uh, of thumb when it comes to uh, deer kittens, the, like the little baby deer, uh, when yeah. they still have their white sh- white spots. Are you talking about fawns? Yeah, uh, deer puppies. Uh, when they have their white spots, uh, after a certain point, generally speaking, they're not going to be able to make it through the winter. And, and do you know when that is? Um, so they usually lose their spots kind of in the summertime, and that's when they'll really kind of be on their own. Like they won't be milking um, or they won't be breastfeeding, I guess, oh, when yeah. they lose their spots. <laughs> yeah. So um, they they usually lose those around summer. So they should be fine for the winter as long as nobody killed their mother. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, because I had yeah. heard that, like, maybe it's like, you know, if you if you see a deer – with spots after Labor Day, we're here are, where deer get used to it. <laughs> chances are that deer is not going to make it through the winter. So is that, that's, that's that, fair. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. It's all probably right. not going to make it, but it's usually a that's food a problem. Like around here, there's just so little food. Deer are eating everything they can. Like yeah. if, even if you go to a floor and say like, "Hey, I want something that the deer won't eat," they'll eat it. Trust yeah, it's me. Deer yep. candy. Yeah. All right. All well, right. yeah, yeah. They're, they're they're and they're all over the place. It doesn't matter. In this parking lot, you'll see them. We're we're in. One bala, and you'll see them. You know, I saw a buck driving into the parking yeah, lot one time. The massive. buck was driving into the parking lot. <laughs> I was driving into the parking lot, and I saw a, yeah. I saw oh, a buck. Listen, yeah. they're getting slaughtered <laughs> yeah. on the roads. They don't have. They a may as well thumbs. get behind the wheel. We have got to do something, dear population. We've got to learn how to drive. He was struggling. From Touchstone Pictures, <laughs> yeah. Planet of the Deer. Planet of the Deer. Oh my God, they're not taking it anymore. My name is Caesar. And I shall lead the deer population out of the woods and into the buildings. They start by trimming their antlers so they yeah, can yeah. get in the vehicle. They can be convincing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. So, is that some sort of birth defect? <laughs> Pay no attention to that. Um. Oh, wait a second. Hey, we can we can answer a question. Of oh. uh, yeah, hang on a second. Let me go to um, How's Lou? Who's Lou? <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's Lou. It's Lou. Hey Lou, how, you doing, guys? how are you? I'm doing, I'm doing great. In case right. he was right, hey, Lou's always great. We asked uh, Bryce wanted to know how's Lou, so uh, so tell Bryce Lou's good. Hey, <laughs> quick, quick question, Lou. 
Have you ever gotten into a fist fight with a deer in an alley? I know you, you've gotten into... <laughs> No, no fist fights, but I have hit one on Brookhaven Road a few years ago. Okay. With no your doubt. fist or your car? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I gave him a headbutt. All right. Okay. He was in it, the way. Did it cause damage to your vehicle, Lou? Yeah, it broke my side mirror and and the and the windshield. Okay, oh, man. it can do really. I mean, I, we we actually one year at the camp out for hunger press. You remember a girl was making a donation, showed up, and the front of her car was just crushed. Yeah, she had hit it on the way. Hit it on right. the way over oh, to the camp yeah. out. Yeah. 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 Hey, Lou, have you ever been arrested the night before your wedding? <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you say that. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? What was the charge? The charge was drunk in public. Uh, okay. But the funny thing is, I was only I was living a blocks away from the bar. Okay. So he was walking home. Were you? Did your buddies take you out home. before? Did your buddies take you out before the big wedding? Is that what it was? Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's what it was. Yeah. One of the bouncers. One of the bouncers kept coming up to us because we were doing shots and drinking. He's like, "You guys driving? No, I'm not driving." After the third time, I started getting aggravated. I said, look, bud, I live down the street. Leave us alone. I'm trying to have a good time. But when it was time to leave, he, he was mouthy. I got mouthy, and we, as we were going outside, uh, we were walking across the street. My buddy forgot something in his car, so he runs across the street. He calls the cops. So me and my other buddy see the cops coming, so we run. pictures <laughs> coming up the street. They tackle us both. Knock us down to the ground, handcuff us. My other buddy gets grabbed. We go to the police station. They're not going to let us out till the bouncer is is gone. They said, you guys, so we didn't get out of jail till 3 in the morning. Oh, my God. This no. is before your wedding. It was you the had... night before your wedding. It's the night now. Listen to this. My wife said before I left, no drunk driving. Don't leave yeah. the bar. I said, we're not. Okay. Oh, my God. So she wakes up in the morning. Walks by the table and sees a sight, sees three citations, and her heart drops. Oh. She's like, no, no! And then she looks and sees drunk in public and went back to sleep. <laughs> Another one of those. Oh, that's hilarious, and Lou. The judge, the judge was pissed at the cop. The judge said to the cop, did, did, uh, did he tell you where he lives? Well, well, did he show you his ID? Yeah. Did it, did it not say it was two doors down from where you were arrested him? He, he got mad at the cop. He said, uh, you're wasting my time. He goes, you have a good story to tell. You go away. Did you invite oh him God. to the wedding? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing later? <laughs> oh, my God. All right, well, Lou, we're happy to hear you're, you're doing well, okay? I'll see you at Camp Alpha Hunger. I'm going to stop by and see you. Very nice. Right. Awesome. All right, see you, Lou. All right, take care. All right, bye-bye. <laughs> Glad we got that. Glad we got that settled. Well, how's Lou? How's Lou? I didn't even think about that. Uh, Well, listen. I promise you. Listen. I I know we're loaded with calls, and I knew that it would get that way once we started talking about hitting deer in Pennsylvania. Because I think everyone has a story. Everybody's hitting. There's actually a few deer have called in. But I did tell you there were a couple of other lists that involve our area, and I found. What is this? Listomania. Listomania? Yeah. Okay. All right. So if you are hoping to see a UFO in the U.S., there are some ideal places that you should buy a home. This is according to National Real Estate Marketplace called isoldmyhouse.com. 
and they have revealed that Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, is the number one place in the country to spot a UFO. Myrtle Beach? Never would have guessed that. No, because if you watch, and I do, I watch all the time Ancient Aliens, places like Arizona always come up. Well, I'm about to blow your mind, Steve. Blow away. Followed followed up from Myrtle (laughs) Beach is Columbus, Ohio, and then Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Really? According to this list. Ancient Aliens never mentions Philadelphia. The Southwest shows up in the top ten list of cities to spot UFOs, and also also with Houston, Texas, Albuquerque, New Mexico, and Phoenix. So that's your area, Steve. Tucson as well. Mesa, Arizona also may make the list. The firm notes that each of the noted cities has had at least 27 reported UFO sightings, and that some have had more than 100. So, according to the number of sightings, Pennsylvania, Philly ranks up in but that. But is, is it actually the city or is it the area? Because, you know, in Bucks County, they're, like, forever seeing UFOs out there. It says Philadelphia, so, yeah, Kat, It could be in the general area. I However, don't know if they're taking liberties with it. This, as per your previous list about the, the deer situation... Where you have more people, you're going to have more spotting. Right. You know, more, more, and not in the menstrual way. I'm talking about <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but you will have that too. True, yeah. But, <laughs> but ultimately, <laughs> that's going to occur, right? So, um, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. And by the way, simply seeing unidentified flying objects, our mind immediately jumps to Zorplatz and Bibor. You know, right at the window. This of the doesn't UFO. mean aliens. This right. just means unidentified right object yeah. in the sky. So essentially. Uh, but back in February, a separate research firm found that 61% of survey respondents said that they want the U.S. government to declassify the country's so-called X-Files. And 58% said that they believe the government actively investigates extraterrestrial life. I, I saw a documentary. It was one that just came out. And it's actually, um, it's it's not a contrail conspiracy kind of thing. And I forget the name of it. It's making the rounds. And it's it really approaches all the recent data that's become available, and it's again, it's not saying we are being, you know, that the, we're being visited by aliens. But there's there's a lot out there that yeah. is dramatically underexplained, and the government does have more information than we are yeah. aware of. I told you, I watched this this one documentary. This woman in Canada has Canada. like twenty thousand feet of like film footage of these. UFOs. You call yeah. them UFOs because that's what they are. They're unidentified flying objects. Now she thinks that they're, you know, alien. Alien. Yeah. Uh, but it was. It's really wild. And there's a couple of chilling parts in the movie. But you know that I don't. Again, I don't remember the name of that one. But it's on Amazon Prime. Okay. Um, but I. Yeah. I don't hear all of the reports uh, that apparently this firm has found coming out of the Philadelphia region, I guess our general area. It's always Bob Buki in the canoe. Of uh, UFO yeah. sightings. So, um... Whoever yeah. happened to Belzon? Belzon! Yeah, that's true. Belzon great was intergalactic emissary. Yeah. yeah. We're yeah. closely with the show to make sure we were, <laughs> remember, you know, attentive. We'll be there with Belzon. <laughs> that's what we would do. we bring our little alien buddy with us. Uh, <laughs> make sure you come out tonight. We'll be there with Belzon. <laughs> We are <laughs> <laughs> um, right. I miss that little cutout too. Yeah, yeah. yeah Greg Monahan could do up another bells on. I guess when it, we clean started cleaning things up around here. Yeah, he got of course the aliens out. are the first to go. <laughs> That's true. Boy. All right, and then one other uh, thing from my list. Uh, list of, what was it called? Listomania. 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 Okay. The glass but see it grow. Uh, U.S. News and World Report released the list of the best places in the United States to retire. 
for 2020 and 2021. I was absolutely amazed. Were you gobsmacked? Let, let me give you, I was kind of gobsmacked. Let me give you some of the other locations that, that tend to fall under what you would think as standard. So, so I guess? Yeah. Boca Raton? Uh, Florida? No, no, but you're in the general area. Yeah, so, Miami. Uh, so Naples, yeah. Port St. Lucie, Fort Myers, Sarasota. Those are the top four. Yes. Okay, so those are all Florida. So it goes from top to down. It goes Sarasota number one, Fort, right. Fort Myers second, Port St. Lucie third, Naples fourth, fifth, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. <laughs> no I have, what? I have a family friends who retired there, and here's why. It's a really cool town. It's a college town. FNM is beautiful. There. It's beautiful. It's uh, really affordable. So if you're comparing uh, real estate prices from like Philly areas, or Philly suburbs to Lancaster, your dollar goes a lot farther. And uh, and they absolutely love living in Lancaster. And they they specifically chose it as a retirement place because they could still be close to family, but they could their their retirement funds would just go a lot farther. Yeah, and that's kind of what it comes down to. So this well, is what is the uh, so how US, much how much of a dramatic difference is it? Cost of living wise, between uh, say here and Lancaster. These were family friends. So I grew up in Paoli, which is a nice right. town, right? And they they sold their home in Paoli and bought a nicer, bigger home in Lancaster at like I don't know sixty percent of the cost. A retirement home, essentially retirement yeah. home, and they were able to um, then also cash in on the the investment that they made in their house for however many years. And now obviously you're going to save on on fuel because of uh, your buggy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Plenty of Amish rides. Yeah, but you got to feed those uh, horses. That's true. That's there is, not cheap. That's fuel. Yeah. All right. So U.S. News and World Report says that uh, of of Lancaster, Pennsylvania, known for its spacious farms and Amish communities, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, about an hour west of Philadelphia, was the fifth best place to retire this year, with a score of seven point four in the retirement index. Huh. In 2018, Lancaster came in first place wow. in U.S. News's retirement ranking. I would never have thought that. This year, Lancaster got top ranks in health care and housing affordability with a median home price of $215,000. Yeah, there you go. So That's, that's pretty got, amazing. That's got to be a huh. big part of it, being able to get a, a, a nice parcel of land and a really nice home. For a hell of a lot less than most areas. Then you add on the extra added benefit of horny rum springer participants, and mm. you're you're good to go. And how close are you to Hershey Park out that way? You're always close, right? Closer, yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. closer. Um, it's closer. Uh, it's a nice town. The the only thing about Lancaster that pisses me off is that when you're on the east side of Lancaster, you can uh, hear MMR. On the west side of Lancaster. <laughs> Our signal fades out. No, no kidding. Yeah. Well, the east side is where the 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 the, the, the Amish gangs. You know. <laughs> no, it's like a dividing line. It's like um, uh, there's a town in um, New Jersey, halfway Cranberry, Cranberry, New Jersey, halfway in between here and New York. And on the south side of Cranberry, New Jersey, you get MMR. On the north sucks. side, you don't. And I'm like, it drives you crazy. It really does. I mean, you know, you can listen via the app, but. I almost went to Lancaster, or at least Elizabethtown. That's pretty close to Lancaster, is it it's not, Nick? <laughs> Casey Boy Foster admitted on today's morning show that he almost went to Lancaster. Well, you, ha- you have to hear him. No, 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 no. no. Oh, this just weekend. Oh. oh, this uh, weekend. Yes. <laughs> sorry, I stand corrected. Uh, sorry, update. This weekend. <laughs> Keep making fun. I'm about to blow your minds with All a right. really cool uh, walking listen, trail. Listen, right. blow my mind, baby. Okay. Blow away. So I became aware <laughs> of this away. place called White Cliffs of Conway. Or Never Conway. heard of it. Oh, dude, so it's like a little less than two hours away, and I was looking at the map on Saturday. Uh, it just, I was like, man, it's going to take me too long to get out there, and, and I had to, you know, do something with my daughter in the evening. But th- this, 
Um, it's like a, just a quick little. Um, you could hop, do like skip a little, and a jump. Hop, White skip and a jump. Cliffs of Conway. I'm writing this. Conway. C O N O Y. White. Yeah. Take it. Look at White the cliffs. Conway. Well, I mean, it sounds like it would be pretty white cliffs. You know, I think of the white cliffs in Dover in England. Yeah. yeah so uh, and it's, uh, oh wow. Yeah. Okay. And they're actual white cliffs. Yeah. Actual white cliffs. And it's along yeah. a river, a riverside. Yeah. Is it the Susquehanna there? It's uh, Mongahela. No, I don't know. Uh, maybe Lake the Susquehanna. Minnesota? It's got to be right. <laughs> yeah. Also, Steve uh, Lidditz is out by Lancaster, which is where the Wolf whole, Sanctuary whole Sanctuary is. Yeah, so there's plenty of reasons to retire in Lancaster, PA, people. All right. Wolves and White cool. Cliffs. I yep. think they still have a Fuddruckers out there. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, uh, where's your closest Fuddruckers? We'll set up our home there. <laughs> they have both hamburgers and cupcakes. <laughs> Brownies. I know they had cupcakes. <laughs> Uh, I just thought that was an interesting jump in this list going Lancaster. All, all Florida. You always admit, because also they're 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 beholding to the um, inclement northeastern weather. Sure. Yeah, and you always figure you're retiring to more yeah. temperate areas. Yep. yep, Sarasota, Fort Myers, Port St. Lucie, Naples, and then Lancaster, PA. Huh. Uh, number five. I Suck it, Florida. <laughs> uh, hang on here. So Amy lives in Lancaster. Let's go to her. Hi, Amy. Good morning. Good morning. I'm Hi. Amy. How are you guys? Sorry about it at work. No, no. So what were you going to share with us? Um, so I grew up in the King of Prussia area, but I live in Lancaster County now. And the biggest reason is because of the school taxes. They're insignificant compared to out in this part of the world. Okay. How are the schools? Um, they suck. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you don't pay for them because they suck. <laughs> <laughs> my neighbors are Amish. They go to one schoolhouse, so I have not like my problem solved. <laughs> no, that's that's cool. So you yeah, must be on the side of town that gets MMR, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. So we're very on the very east side of Lancaster County. All right. Uh, so yes, we do get it is it is gorgeous out there. It really how, is. How are the white cliffs of Conway? Uh, I've never been actually. Oh man, have you What'd been you to the Ruckers? <laughs> I am. Um, uh, just the cost of living though is so much cheaper, and so love about that part of the world. It's let's quiet. Let's confirm or or find out otherwise. Is there indeed a Fuddruckers in Lancaster? You know, I've never been, so I can't. Oh, you gotta get out. Not the White Cliffs. Not Fudd. You've been you living. don't know if it. If it uh, get out of the basement. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Amy. Uh, I think Connor pulled up the closest Fuddruckers to us <laughs> right now, and. Uh, on the list, B, it looked like the uh, number B. <laughs> like number B. A, the number B. <laughs> wow. Number B has yes. us. That's like the Hall & Oats song, your Fuddruckers is on my list. Yeah, so Dear numbers kittens. B and C. Okay. Dear Kittens and, Dear kittens and letter, number, kittens number, number letters, B. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go to Michael, uh, who was at the White Cliffs of Conoy. Conoy. Hi, uh, Michael, you're on the air. Hey, how's it going? Good. All right, so tell us about those White Cliffs. Um, it, it, they're not as impressive as like the, the cliffs of Dover. It's actually um, a dump site for a nearby quarry. <laughs> oh. Wait, so oh, it's, it's a, a dump, dump, it's a dump. <laughs> for quarry. So, and we looked at a picture of it. It looked less like cliffs than it did like dunes. You walk all the way out there, and it's you're a like, dump. oh my god, here, oh wow. Behold, the white cliffs of Conway. <laughs> like, the, the area is still beautiful around it. Um, and you get a good view from the top of them, but to, to call them cliffs is a, is a little bit of a misnomer. <laughs> yeah, okay. it, they don't look that big. It looks like maybe, you know, 40, 50 feet or something like that. Well, there's a yeah. restaurant there listed as View on the Dumps, so mm. you may want to take a look at that. 
Okay. Well, all right. So thank you for that heads up before people start hightailing it out to the dumps. Thanks, Michael. <laughs> well, no, I, I mean it, it's, it's not trash. She said it's dumb for for quarries, so oh, it's going to be. That's what's making it white. Yeah, yeah. It's honestly still worth the walk out there because you can get down into the river. And looking back on it, it actually looks really cool. Um, <laughs> it's a dump. It's white because it's a limestone. <laughs> All right. Thanks, it's man. dumping limestone. <laughs> we get a lot of conflicting reports on the Fuddruckers. Oh, do tell, well, please. There, apparently there are two, or there were two, but one of them is closed. Oh, um, no. One is right near Dutch Wonderland. Oh, uh, I love Dutch Wonderland. You've been? I have. Like three-year-olds, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, can I say this? It says I live in Lancaster County, but Lancaster City sucks donkey balls. Oh, I don't uh, think so. Okay. I, Lancaster City is really nice. F and M's a really gorgeous campus. Uh, yeah, it's, and I could see retiring there. Right? It's near Dutch yeah. Wonderland. Yes. It is. Yeah, I only said F&M. it because of the donkey balls. Then F and M. Mm. Uh, well, that's when they serve it to Fuddruckers. Donkey <laughs> balls. <laughs> yeah, good Have you had the monkey yeah. balls? <laughs> we got all kind of a ball. <laughs> what balls are you in the mood for today? Um, hey, you just I, come back from the White Cliffs of uh, Conway. I was just surprised to find this on the list. So that's according to the U.S. News. And World Report, and it's the list of the best places in the United States to retire for these times that we live in now. Something to consider. Wow. Something yeah. to consider. All right. Um, that's my list of Rama, list of mania. What is it? Listomania. All right, we're going to take a quick break and come back in just a moment. Some bizarre file stories from the weekend to share. Some really good stuff. If you have not been uh, made aware of these freaky things that happened, we'll get to those when we return. Comedian Michael Yo on the program as well. Stay with us. Hit up the WMMR.com contest page for your chance to win the Bud Light Platinum Seltzer Homegate Kickoff Prize Pack, including a $100 Primo Hoagies gift card, a four-pack of custom pint glasses, a case of Bud Light Platinum, and more. All delivered personally by members of the Preston and Steve Show. WMMR.com. Everything that rocks. Let's dive into the world of the bizarre. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right, I was waiting all weekend to pass this story along to you. I actually got it late in the week last week, but we'll start with this. A Michigan woman says she woke up to someone urinating on her while she was on a Delta flight home to Uh-oh. Detroit from Las Vegas. Man. And that somebody... Happened to be a well-known pastor Hi. out of the Detroit area. Alicia Beverly said that the incident happened on Monday night on a red-eye flight. Uh, she this was... wouldn't have happened if I was on my own private jet. <laughs> I warned you about oh these issues. Jesse Duplantis? Absolutely. Is. Yep, it was him. And I said to myself, Jesus, I need to piss on somebody now. Uh, Alicia Beverly said the incident happened on a red-eye flight. She said most of the people on the plane were asleep at the time. Uh, she was sitting in the back of the plane <clears throat> next to her sister at the time of the alleged incident. Uh, she said, it felt warm, like on the side of me. I felt something warm. I jump up, and I see his private out. And he, I was screaming, and that woke everybody up. By that time, I actually looked at him, and I see him shake himself off. And I'm like, this man just peed on me. Consider yourself baptized. I looked, and there was a puddle of pee in the seats. So, it, it's such a brazen... Do, do you believe his excuse? Maybe. So Beverly said an off-duty police officer was among those who heard her scream and woke up. She says that uh, he restrained the man... 
whom he is identifying only as a well-known pastor from North Carolina. I thought he was from Detroit. Uh, the report says the pastor may have had a reaction to a sleep aid which he took. Uh, Beverly said the man didn't say a word the entire time that he was standing next to her during the alleged incident. Um, maybe. I've, we've heard that people have, have acted bizarre because yeah. of a medication Like Ambien or something? On an airplane. Yeah. And I can't see why someone would do that thinking that they could get away with it right, without, without getting right. into some serious trouble, especially if you are a community leader like a pastor. Right. So, yeah, I kind of, I, I buy that it may have happened that way. So, uh, the Beverly, could you imagine? Beverly said she had to sit in her urine-soaked clothes for the rest of the flight Aww. about three more hours before it landed at Detroit Metro Airport. Police did take the pastor into custody with possible charges pending. Then again, the dude might just be, you know, who knows? Quick might, question. Yeah. Why couldn't they get, well, she may not have had anything. She might have checked all her luggage. Yeah, yeah, I was just thinking if she had her luggage yeah. in the overhead, she could have changed into something. Yeah, she was in Vegas. So, right, yeah. Uh, the FBI handles investigations into incidents alleged to have occurred on airplanes, so he's got to face the FBI. A Florida woman was arrested early Sunday morning after allegedly battering her 69-year-old boyfriend after he refused to perform oral sex on her. Uh, What's wrong with me? You don't want to give me a little oral? The sheriff's department was called to a home. Uh, no. <laughs> in uh, Largo, just west of Tampa, around 3 a.m. on Sunday, following a disturbance between uh, Catania Jordan and her longtime boyfriend. Come on, you pussy. I got the spiders out of it. Uh, the victim claimed that the two had been arguing about Jordan smoking crack when she began yelling at him and demanding he perform oral. This is like an episode of The Bachelorette. When he refused, she began hitting and scratching him, giving him several small lacerations which appeared to have been caused by fingernails. Jordan fled the house before police arrived and was found a short t- after a short search with the help of a canine unit. <laughs> after she was apprehended, Jordan did not deny doing anything but claimed her boyfriend had choked her and she had acted in self-defense. Do you know what the story needs? Lady in red, Preston. Uh, you're right. We make it <laughs> as romantic, so romantic as it could possibly be. Uh, the woman was charged with felony domestic battery oh, and grand theft for allegedly swiping the man's cell phone before she tried to flee. That's grand theft? I guess so. Wow. Uh, she is being held at Pinellas County Jail on $12,500 bond. Police say an angry customer at a KFC restaurant uh, put innocent lives in danger because there was an issue with his order. Investigators say that the customer went through the drive through of a KFC on uh, Wednesday and then went back to the restaurant minutes later because his order was wrong. <laughs> Investigators say the man got out of his semi-truck that he was driving, walked up to the drive through window, demanded a refund. Surveillance video shows an employee giving the man his money back, but the customer was still upset, so he fired shots from his gun into the restaurant while driving away. Uh-huh. The bullet shattered a side window and penetrated several walls. Could have easily killed a bunch of people. So he gets his money back. And he still shoots. He's yep. still upset enough to discharge a weapon into the building. He was hungry. Yeah. Uh, so no one was. You don't hit- have enough salads. No one was hit by gunfire. Uh, Noah Hingston, who lives in the area, said, "I mean, that's just despicable. Mistakes happen. Accidents happen. You shouldn't take it to that level over some chicken." <laughs> Investigators are still. No, look- no, wait a second. Okay, hold on. <laughs> Mr. Simmons, there's, there's nuance here that we're missing. Uh, investigators are still looking for that customer. They posted pictures of him and the semi-truck he was driving on social media. What kind of chicken? All right, and then we'll do it. was Kentucky Fried Chicken. 
All right, we'll do one more story. An Italian woman who spiked her colleague's coffee for nine months in hopes that she would be fired has been jailed for four years. Uh, Mariangela Serato came up with the plan when she heard rumors about job cuts at the insurance company she worked for. This is so diabolical. She and her victim worked in similar roles. So Serato put uh, benzo di- uh, benzodiazepine powder into her co-worker, her co-worker's cappuccino when doing the daily coffee run for her team. So a lawyer said the drug induces fatigue, headaches, dizziness, and muscular pain. And he said, my client's work rate slowed after she drank the cappuccino. She was just trying to get her, make her look bad at work so she'd get fired. Can you imagine? Yeah. The victim realized something was wrong when she drove into a tree on her way home from work. So dosing, you had a story last week about some dude with semen and, and yeah. all that stuff. Anything that's dosing is going to land you some heavy jail time. Yep, exactly. And that is what I have in uh, the Bizarre File for you. All right, let's take a break and come back in a second, reminding you that uh, Michael Yo is going to be at the Punchline uh, patio show series that they're doing Friday and Saturday. And we will chat with him around 9 o'clock. We'll come back with some other stuff. Stay with us. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. If you're ready for love and ready to get engaged, visit Steven Singer Jewelers. He makes buying an engagement ring easy online at IHateStevenSinger.com. Steven Singer's Real Expert Jewelers are available for virtual and in-store appointments. Real diamonds, real experts, real people. It's easy to go to IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, a couple of quick follow-ups uh, to do. Uh, one of them, Kathy's going to handle it, but I, w- I want to do this one first because somebody. This is from uh, Joe Blay. Joe Blay. To bluff. To Blaine. Uh, anyhow, it, who was listening to the podcast when this topic came up? Because Steve, you were talking about putting uh, the mask on and smelling your own breath. Yes. 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 Um, so, especially after you've eaten something. Yes. Pungent. Joe said, if you can smell aroma through your mask, then it is still working. Uh, I guess one of us had asked if you could smell stuff. Does, is the mask working? Or right. Not? The masks suggested are not for gas-carried particles. Viruses are carried on droplets of respiratory matter and won't make it through a mask. The majority of droplets are stopped by the person's mask before they get to you uh, for the remainder uh, to hopefully be stopped by yours. Uh, this is the reason you need to wash reusable masks often and sanitize your hands before and after removing your mask. He said, really surprised Dr. Mike didn't call him. Well, Dr. Mike sees patients as well. Yeah, okay, come on, he's got a lie for time. Christ's sake. Uh, so anyhow, he says, stay safe and rock on. So that's a little bit of info. Interesting. Why you should clean your mask. I don't. And, and even if you can smell stuff, yes, your mask is working. It's the droplets that are coming out. All that spray, all that spit. Gary Lauer would be... He'd be spreading it all over the place oh if he didn't wear a mask. Wait, speaking of masks, I wore one to Shady Brook Farm on Saturday. It was a beautiful day out. We went there and uh, we stayed into the evening and, uh, you know, they had the fire pits going and all of that. Well, I put the mask on to come into work today and I was like, oh, dear God. It was smoky. like, oh, my God, so smoky. It was yeah. disgusting. It's like stuck in my nose right now. Right. All right, wash that mask, and you'll be good to go. Now, the other follow-up is Kathy. We had a story on Friday. It was oh, yeah. in the 7 o'clock hour that we talked about us about this. An old friend of Kathy's had posted something on Facebook and graphically told the story of his various <laughs> sexual conquests back in high school. High school. And 
And when I mean graphically, I mean graphically. Bodily fluids, <laughs> how many things went into certain holes. As and Steve said, so there were loads everywhere. Loads <laughs> flying everywhere. And he posted this lengthy more thing. More loading than an Amazon delivery dock. And he posted it not as a as an, just a declaration on his own timeline. He had posted to another person's photo yes. that had a, nothing to do with this. Right, it was a comment on the photo. A, yeah. a, like a nine-page comment that included virtually every... <laughs> sexual encounter he'd had with this group of friends. Yeah. Kathy's friend Peach Fuzz even called yeah. in with some information about it. Right, which is, well, the new nickname is yes. Peach Fuzz because yeah. of the post. Yes, because of the post, yes, Peach Fuzz ass. So, you actually talked to him. Well, uh, so we just messaged back yeah. and forth, but um, so I guess somebody alerted him that we uh, had talked about it, and even though we didn't name names, obviously they knew who it was, and uh. so uh, he messaged me, and he said that he wants to apologize for his stupidity. Uh, he said uh, that he wanted to try to explain to me what the hell was going through his mind. He said he thought he was direct messing, messaging yeah, her. That's what we thought. And he said, still, you know, inappropriate. He did not know that that was going out to the public, and then he says to me, and why can't I find this crap to delete it and so i figured it out the problem is is the girl who he posted on her photo she blocked him after he posted this so now he can't go back and delete it but it still lives on her page i actually she didn't delete it she didn't delete it. i messaged her and said why don't you take this down right um you know again because there's other people's names in there that he used and yeah, you know yeah. he apologizes for using first and last names and you know all this kind of stuff but basically said and so he said this is his first phone Oh really? His first he, phone ever? Phone. That's what it's. That's like what he said. Landline the, and or cell well, phone. Well, not landline, okay. but, but cell phone. I think that. So he's all. He's really new to all of this. So wow. he said, "I didn't know that it was going out to everybody. I thought I was just messaging her, a friend wow. of mine." Huh. <laughs> wow. Well, maybe need, yeah. Get up to speed a little bit more before you start sending out stuff. Yeah. So okay. he apologizes. Yeah. He he. Is, okay. Yes. So this is an official apology through you. Yes. Okay. Yeah. He okay. wanted to apologize for an early messenger. He he also he needs to also learn that uh, less is more. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like you don't need to write a novel. Yeah. Gauge the interest yeah. first. Yeah. Right. By throwing a little bit of information out there. And then if you yeah, get feedback, sure. like we're going to carry this on a little bit more, then you can go into, you know, how deep you went in and, and so on. If, I think so. If you need to pass that information. Read the room, as they say. So there you go. All right. And then the other thing I wanted to bring up was uh, I saw this in passing on the news yesterday and didn't pay a whole lot of attention to it. But now I have found out that we actually know one of the guys that was on this story. It was on 6ABC, a couple of guys from Abington, Two brothers who set a world record for the longest hot dog catch. So I saw these two guys wearing hot dog costumes. Yes. Okay. And um, and so I, you know, I saw the story and, and caught it and thought it was cute and everything. And I didn't realize we knew one of the guys. Marissa had sent over a link. To, or was it you, Nick? A link this morning. Marissa sent the video, and then I was like, oh, wait, we know that guy. Yeah, it was 15 seconds in. One of the guys is getting into his hot dog outfit, and he's wearing a Preston and Steve Blood Drive t-shirt. Awesome. Uh, so it was Matt and Ian McMillan. And so what they would do was they would they stood. I forgot. Well, you know what? He's calling in right now. Mm-hmm. Well, wait, I just started talking about it. He's calling in right now. We'll get the details, but they had to throw the hot dog from one to the other, and one the other one had to catch it in, in a bun. bun. Wow. And if you do that successfully, then you have the longest toss. So he's he's actually on the line. He's called in right now. <laughs> Yo, Matt, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? We're good. I didn't realize that that was you and your brother. That was us, yep. Okay, so 
What what is the record that you were shooting to break? What what was the distance for the hot dog tossed or catch? Yeah, so the the current distance uh, was 120 feet, um, and so that's what we needed to break. And we ended up actually throwing and catching one at 143 feet. Oh, that's a Whoa. substantial increase. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Uh, we, we, yeah, we, we wanted to break it and have it stand for a decent amount of time, so we tried to go as far. Yeah, as why go for it if it's going to be immediately bested? So, and, and did you produce the video that we're watching? No, so that was actually 6ABC showed up. They took a whole bunch of video and put together a nice little segment for us, um, and I'm putting together a separate video. We kind of lined it up as, is it is it possible to break a Guinness World Record with just one day of training? So right, kind of how we set up, and that's it. <laughs> okay, well, and you, okay. Uh, some great drone shots of of the uh, the distance, so you can actually really get a good understanding of how far that hot dog travel. But simply throwing at the distance is pretty formidable. Catching it in the bun, yeah. you know, <laughs> is the other deal. How many uh, how many failed attempts got you to the victory? So that was actually our fifth attempt. Um, the first couple couple attempts, I dropped a few, uh, and then a couple others. My brother actually threw it so hard that the hot dog ripped in half. I was wondering issue. if that would happen. I would think that you'd have to kind of cradle it, like you couldn't hold it by the end and throw it uh, because it right. would, the hot dog yeah. would break. Was there? So, yeah, we, we actually tried a couple different throwing methods. Uh, one was throwing it like a javelin. That didn't really work very well. <laughs> one was kind of holding it like a baton and kind of yeah. whipping it, and that worked. But we found that if you actually hold the end with your finger, that actually flew the furthest. Huh. Um, but you, you do risk the hot dog ripping in half like we saw. Were there any restrictions on whether or not you could sort of half freeze the hot dog to keep its structural integrity? Yeah, so the, there are a ton of rules. There's about two pages of guidelines. It has to be a certain size, um, and the hot dog itself has to be cooked. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, we, wow. we couldn't freeze it. All right. Okay. Man, 47 yards, or a little over 47 yards is how far you guys threw that. That's, I mean, listen, that's that's a decent throw. That's a toss, yeah. yeah. You guys yeah. picked a gorgeous day. I mean, it's nice weather for a hot dog toss. No, it was great. We actually, so our one day of training was last Saturday. Not this, this Saturday, but the Saturday before that, and... I caught one around 160 feet then, and my brother actually threw one 175 feet. So we were hoping to go a little bit further, but we did have the wind at our back that day. So we're, we're pretty satisfied with no, what we got. No, as well you should be. Um, so let, the, the, the trick is, I mean, you've done this. Uh, what other low-training uh, feats <laughs> are you looking to accomplish? Um, so I was, we, we basically wanted to find a Guinness World Record that we thought we could break with no training. And there's another one. Um, I think it's popping 200 balloons with a nail in as quick a time as you can. And the current record is 14 seconds. Uh, I've been I've been eyeing that one up, so that might be the next one that I go. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Absolutely. Let us know when you're doing that. We Yeah. We, yeah. Yeah. We want to at least cover it or at least something. Well, you especially know? because it's got audio to it. Absolutely. We could, we could absolutely yeah. cover that live. You could do it in the morning. <laughs> yeah, uh, that so would be great. If that seems like that might be feasible, let us know, okay? Sure. Yeah, the one thing is it's it's quite a process to go through. It, it is. It took 12 weeks to actually submit an application, and then they send you the guidelines. Wow. And then, you know, we had to get tons of video evidence. We had six cameras set up. We had two still cameras, and so we have a ton of footage, and then we submit that. And then it's another 12 weeks for them to actually review and say, yes, you have the record, or no, you don't have okay, the record. Okay, so, so even just to, to attempt it, you have to yeah. go through all that stuff before you even actually try it, and they have to okay you giving it a shot. Yep. So we actually wow. submitted for the, we, we submitted for this record back in May and heard, I think, in late July, early August. 
Um, so then it took a little bit of planning to get everyone together. We had uh, a land surveyor. Yes, we have to have a land surveyor come out and measure the gradient. So thank you to David Nowicki of Taylor Wiseman and Taylor for coming out and helping us out. Because you'd be surprised how expensive land surveying is. It was like putting like $1,000. Jesus. This is not – I'm like, I'm throwing a hot dog here. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, I guess they want to make sure as much is in place to make sure that it's legit. We know for a fact we had a guy named Pip Freak come in here, and I don't know if the protocol was followed properly, but we saw him get how many, what, 1,500 body piercings. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was insane. It was an and insane he, amount. And he never got the record. Never got the record. Because oh. he didn't follow <laughs> yeah. the proper procedures. It was it was hard, it was so hard to watch. Yeah. It was disgusting. Oh. Yeah. When he was removing it and all the blood was coming out, <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. horrible. That horrible. wasn't fun. Yeah. Hey Matt, what's uh, just a real uh, uh, quick refresher. How do we know you? Because you did uh, the Thunderstruck video with the baby, right? And then you did there was another thing with the show uh a few yeah. years back, right? Yeah, you guys did the um the bird box Philly the bird box uh Philly special we did. Yeah. With the, uh, with the Eagles. Yeah, that was that was awesome as well. That was great. Yeah, and, you, and you, co- co- yeah, coincidentally on that my brother was the one who threw the football and he's also <laughs> the one that threw the hot dog. So he has a little bit of oh, experience throwing. Yeah. Perfect. Well, perfect. Go with go with the the champ then. That's the the guy to keep using. All right. So yep. so again, when do you when do you think you'll find out if you guys officially got the record? Yes, I'm still putting all the evidence together hoping to submit this week, and then it turns, it'll be about mid-January, I think, uh, will be the 12-week mark uh, when they should be able to get back to us by. Okay. Wow. Okay. We're, we're, looking at, we're looking at pictures of you right now through the years on our show at the Camp Out for Hunger <laughs> and, uh, That's awesome. and being involved. So, All right, well, good on you guys, and thanks for wearing the Presidency Blood Drive shirt while you were doing that. It was really cool. Yeah, absolutely. We're huge fans of the show. Awesome. All right. Congratulations. Yeah. Matt, Matt, World, the record. World record here in the Delaware Valley and the Philadelphia region for the longest hot dog catch. <laughs> Matt's a, a great follow on Instagram. He really puts together some impressive videos. It's Matt Mac makes stuff. Matt Mac makes stuff. And uh, some of his posts are hilarious. And he does a lot of stuff with his family. But give him a follow. It's uh, well worth it. I, so I, I talked about us. You know, someday I would like to see Casey break a world record. I think he could do. we could find one like this in the book somewhere. But I didn't know you had to go through all that. No, it's even work. <laughs> even before you attempt it. I know. So you get swept up with the notion. I want to do this. I want to do this. Yeah. And then you, you have to submit paper and all this stuff. And it be, comes to a screeching halt. I think your enthusiasm has to diminish over yeah. that time. So I you got to really commit to it. I can throw a hot dog probably 48 yards. Why do that one, though? Do okay. something different. Well, because Make it a canned I, ham. Because I know that I can throw it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Hey, I got this email I wanted to pass along, if you guys don't mind. Yeah, sure. Uh, this isn't really a shard out. Uh, I will explain. So this is from, uh, who is this from? Where is her name? Well, she just goes by Mugs. Mugs. Uh, yeah. So it says, uh, Dear President Steve. <clears throat> It has taken me nine years married to realize that anything that I want my husband to hear should actually be said on your show. (laughs) Too many times to count, my husband has come home giddy and excited to tell me something he heard on Preston and Steve, only for me to recount a week prior that I, too, gave him that same information. (laughs) Muggs, as he likes to call me, he would say, guess what I heard on the show today? Insert any pop news, political, general news uh, story, or basically anything at all. And then he says, isn't that crazy? And then I say, "Uh, is this a joke? We talked about this last week, literally a 20-minute conversation. 
And then he would say, no, I definitely heard it on Preston and Steve. Now, for years, I have had one-way conversations due to his selective memory loss. And it doesn't just stop at news stories, though. Even conversations about schedules, the kids, or events are a miss with him. So, my only option is to come to you. I implore you both to help. And here are some messages he has re- he recently hasn't heard. Can you please get my messages through to my husband? <laughs> they are as follow. And she just calls him K. Yeah. Um, Hads has dance class every Monday and Friday <laughs> afternoon. Okay. <laughs> I do not want to sit for an hour in the car with the other five. If I am forced to, then wine better be waiting for me upon my return. Char hates pasta sauce. Don't let it touch her noodles, and she won't get over it, and she and eat, and she will cry endlessly, and then I'll need wine. <laughs> Our boy, well, he's just the best, and we should celebrate his awesomeness, so bring home some wine. <laughs> and then finally, Laura didn't nap, discovered outlets, and learned the screams of her ancestors, the Banshees. If you don't have wine in hand, papers, my friend. Love, your wife, Mugs. I mean, Preston and Steve. P.S. Thank you guys much. Appreciated and cheers. That's so great. maybe he got it now, right? Yeah. With a hope. If he heard it on he the show. Yeah, yeah. He will today. He, he will. some wine home. So Or papers. She wanted to pass that information along. I love that. That's, I think great. that's great. That's great. So, yeah. Uh, here's a uh, shard out, if you don't mind. This is uh, this is a nice one. It says, uh, good morning. Good morning, it, Presbo. <laughs> uh, my friend, that, that's not going away, by the way. Uh, my friend Doug, who's an Ursinus graduate and notorious farter, uh, his son just had a liver transplant a couple of weeks ago at CHOP. Since he has had numerous celebrities sending him well wishes, including folks from It's Always Sunny, Tina Fey, and even William Hung. Wow. From the American Idol, what, season three? Uh, yeah. This kid has gone through quite an ordeal. Can you please give Cade Hovey the full blast treatment shard out? He just had a liver transplant. Yeah, Hovey. Speaking of that. Hovey? Yeah, well, you said Doug, and then you said Hovey. I'm like, well, that's Doug Hovey. I know him. Oh, really? Yeah. Or sinus guy. Can you do the full blast? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that's what he means. So if you wouldn't mind. Here we go. So that is from Steve Christie, by the way. Oh, dog. That's my fraternity brother. <laughs> God, you know everybody. Well, I mean, I should know him. Yeah, you should. He's your fraternity he, brother. But he is older than me, like, by a lot. He's older. Yeah. He's like he's much older. Much older. Yeah. He's the federal accounts manager at Great GSK. Lakes. GSK Vaccines. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's Smart doing, guy. You're doing great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Over him. Super guy. Um, <laughs> all right. And then... This one I got to do, and it comes with a photo, which I'm going to show you guys. All Casey, right. you just saw it, right? Yes, I did. Uh, it says, hey, Casey and Preston. So I guess they reached out to you and me. Uh, it's from Ray. It says, I wanted to request a shout out for my wife, Leah, and her friend, Jenna. Uh, they're both nurses at Cooper Hospital, and Jenna is getting married on Friday the 23rd. Ah. Yesterday, they had Jenna's bachelorette party with a small group of friends. My wife baked a big chocolate cake, or a BCC. The picture is attached, so I will show it to you guys here in the studio. Oh, my God. It is a large chocolate penis. That is a, that's That's well done, by the way. It is, absolutely. Very authentic. Uh, And said, I'm a little concerned how realistic the hand-molded cake looks, but I'll give her a pass since she's a nurse and sees them all the time. (laughs) Anyway, a shout-out to Jenna for her upcoming wedding and to my wife. 
for her realistic hand-molded cakes would be awesome. You guys rock. That is from Ray. So if you don't mind to start out, that would be great. Thank you very much. Uh, and then let me do one more quick one, and then I got another thing I'll bring up. Uh, this says, uh, hey, I'd like to request a shout-out for my best friend Sam. Uh, he, um, Him and his wonderful wife Sarah had their first child, Robert, last weekend. So that is from Trevor Bennington. So a quick shout-out. Congratulations, guys. That's cool. Uh, speaking of the world record, Pip Freak is on the phone line. Oh, all right. We haven't talked to uh, Pip Freak in a long time. And remember, they had a baby named Pip Squeak. Yes, which I thought was awesome. <laughs> which is awesome, yeah. Uh, Pip Freak, hey man. Hey guys, how's it going? Good. How you doing, buddy? Oh, I've been much better. You've been better. <laughs> I'm sorry. I uh, three weeks ago I put my hand into a table saw, and two days ago we totaled uh, my wife's car. Oh, Holy God. hell, man! 2020, right? You're still trying to break records. Yeah. Yeah. It's just. Just another day. Uh, yeah, so we, we had mentioned you and your attempted, uh, your your world record attempt of the um, most piercings and how that never, I mean, you did it, but you weren't acknowledged for it, unfortunately. Not yet. Oh. Do you think there's still a chance? I Okay, so the as long as the record hadn't been beaten or greater than mine, there is still a chance. The problem I have is my video is on what is considered archaic te- technology and getting it transferred to a format that they will accept has become a little bit of a problem. I still have all of the documentation. I have a folder, all of the stuff, the stuff you guys filled out for me, right. the stuff I filled out, the stuff I had notarized. I have stacks of these video discs or uh, tapes <laughs> for that matter. Uh-huh. That <laughs> tapes. <laughs> well, they, so you, you have all the stuff. That, if the only issue is converting it to an acceptable format, there are places all over the place that can dupe those over. Well, I also am, I'm I'm a hyper procrastinator. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, there you go. It's all your fault. Yeah. yeah By the so way, this is this is all literally resting on me at this point, and a matter of literally having the time. Because I, when I say stacks of these tapes, they're also not labeled. Oh my All right. God! So, but you're saying if you put it together, if you get your ass together, as they say, and you get it done, you could actually secure that title. The, it, the opportunity is actually still there. So All I right. want to actually call you guys and say it wasn't necessarily a documentation problem. Okay. It's a information transfer problem. Hey, remind us how many how many piercings you had that morning. It was fifteen hundred and fifteen in exactly four hours. Oh, fifteen hundred and fifteen! You you mm. could not even imagine oh. what it looked like. I mean, it, it you you look like an alien when it was done. I mean, you had these rows <laughs> of needles. It was crazy. Yeah, I still people still comment on the video to this day. I'll, <sighs> I'll get people be like, "Oh my god, I saw your video, dude!" Like, get, if yeah. you if you can get it wrapped up, you know, we'll we'll have a celebration if you get the actual classification. Well, that's the thing is, if if I get it, I'm even. My plan is to pay for the extra copy so you guys have one. Ah, awesome! Hey, Thank you. What what year was that, Pip Freak? Um, it's been over ten years now. Okay, so mm. it's 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 been a while. It might be in the 13, 14 year mark at this point. Fifteen hundred and what'd you say it was? Fifteen. Fifteen hundred and fifteen. Yeah. Fifteen hundred and fifteen. You know what? We're, we're Kathy, looking. Watch you love this footage. No, we're looking. Thank you. We're no, looking at the you. video of it right now, and and I'm thinking. Because when they started removing those needles and, and you're just bleeding all over the place, could you imagine if we asked to do that now? Sure. Like, like Bill, no. with yeah. there's no, no way, way the, the idea of, of, of that much blood being poured in our We'd studio. have to temper it by saying, what, Bill, could we have a 50-gallon 
uh, container of soup in the studio. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then say, well, then could we do this? And they yeah. go, all right. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah, well, lawyers always get in the way. They so. do. But, wow, the, you were watching the footage. We forgot how how amazing this was. <laughs> you have to get it. You, you're the rightful yes. owner of this title, and you have to make it legit. We were your witnesses. Yes. Well, I am currently out of work because of my hand injury, so hopefully um, oh. my, my cousin's going to help me out with this video transfer thing, and hopefully I'll be able to sit down and knock out this stack of how, video tapes. How bad is your hand injury? Um, I, I still have all of my digits, but I shattered my pinky knuckle. It mm. doesn't exist anymore. They're going to have to fuse that. And any nerve I, damage? Yeah, a little bit. So the tips of my fingers don't have any feeling like oh. I still have pins in it. It just happened. Three weeks ago. <sighs> wow. Jesus. Are still in. I have a second surgery that I'm going to have to do. Okay. How's yeah, Pip? How's Pip? Rough. How's Pip squeak? Oh, she's adorable. She's my little, she's my little angel. <laughs> okay. All right, well, yeah. at least you got you got a bright spot. There you go. Wow. All right. Yeah. Well, thanks for the heads up, man. We appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. All right. Take care, bud. We'll see you. Right. Take it easy, yo. Yep. All right. We'll we'll have to repost that video because it's it's pretty amazing. Oh my mm-hmm. god, it's outrageous. Uh, I hope it that that's on a format that is uh that he's talking about. I don't. Well, it's digital now. It's not on. Yeah, a tape. We're, we're watching. Yeah, I we're guess. watching it on these screens. It's here. Well, we have edited. Yeah. They, they probably yeah. need the raw footage every second of it that that has to be yeah. uh, submitted that way. All right, interesting. We got to take a break because we have uh, Michael Yo. Hey yo, hey, yo. Hey, yo. Uh, he'll be joining us in a little bit. Hey, yo. Uh, he's going to be at uh, Punchline <laughs> in their patio series. Uh, but before we do that, I would like to give away a fifty dollars gift certificate to one of my favorite places. Arnold's Family Fun Center. Yeah. It's in Oaks, PA. There's over 200,000 square feet of excitement. I'll take call number 10 at 215-263-WMMR. And you get set up and you'll be able to take in all the uh, the arcades, uh, the go-karts, laser tag, mini golf, bowling, and all that stuff. Put that in pizza. Uh, and it's this week's big freaking deal, too. Oh. $50 gift certificate for just 25 Excuse me, dollars. I <laughs> uh, can get it while supplies last at WMMR.com if you use the keyword deal. Uh, so call number 10. We will give you that $50 gift certificate for Aunt Arnold's. We're going to take a break and come back in just a moment. And, yes, we will talk to Michael Young. Stay with us. Acme Markets proudly supports Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger beginning Monday, November 16th at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center Complex. More this year than most. We really need your help to make Camp Out a success. You can make a difference right now. Visit your local Acme during October and November and make a donation at the register when you check out. Acme will ensure your generous gift goes right to fill abundance to purchase food that's a lifeline for area families in need. Go to WMMR.com for complete details and a list of especially needed food items. Camp Out for Hunger from Acme Markets and 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Our next guest is ready to go. He's going to be in town on uh, Friday and Saturday performing at uh, Punchline. Uh, for the patio series that, that uh, they do. Yeah, they have a great setup out there. Uh, we love when he has a chance to come by in here in the studio, but we certainly understand that is just not the case right now. Please welcome Michael Yo to the show. Yo, Michael. What's going on? How are you? Good, man. How you doing, bud? Uh, alive. That's good. <laughs> yeah, you know? it is, especially especially you, uh, you had COVID early on in this year, or at least earlier on when this whole thing started happening you got really sick didn't you oh yeah i had the og COVID. like it was <laughs> i was the 
<laughs> I was one of the first people with COVID. Actually, I was the person. Uh, I was the first person in the hospital in LA with COVID. Wow. So that's how early I Dude, got. Dude, yeah, I, so. I remember when I was reading about it. I'm like, this. So, so you know, obviously, a virus goes through different strains, and it starts to diminish as it gets out into the population. You got it piping hot right out of the oven. Oh. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it was fresh. It was fresh and it was all over. Jeez. Like it was crazy. It was crazy being in the hospital and the the doctor looked at me and goes, "Hey, we're just trying everything. We don't even know." Right. You know what I mean? Like It's terrifying. Literally, yeah, literally I was watching the news and everything they would say on the news, they would give to me like 30 minutes later. Hydroxychloroquine, they gave it to me for a day. The oh next God. day malaria drug, they gave it to me that for the whole time. It was crazy. Why did you go to the hospital? Was it the breathing that made you go or what? Oh, yeah. I, I couldn't breathe. And my wife called the ambulance. And this is a true story. My wife called 911. The operator, it was so new. The operator was like, get him out of the house. Put him in the front yard. So, <laughs> so, so I'm laying in the front yard waiting on an ambulance. It, it was it was crazy. Now that I look, I mean, it it's just so, I, I'm good friends with the doctor. And he tells me that, you know, the big thing, they didn't put me on the ventilator because that would have been lights out. So he was the one that saved my life. So we're like close friends now. So. No, that's the same. Listen, my my, um, my bestie is um, the doctor who saved my life with prostate cancer and everything. There's there's a there's a bond that you can hardly, uh, you know, describe. But, yeah, they found out that the ventilators were actually exacerbating the issue. So he, he did save your life. Yeah, he did. And, you know, the thing he's so honest about, he goes, you should see, it was me and 10 doctors, and you're our first case, and we're like, what do we do? What do we do? So they're just, you know, trying to make the best decisions. But at that time, they didn't know anything. So I'm just very lucky to be alive. Yeah. Well, hey, congratulations on the weight loss. I heard you lost 13 pounds. 13 pounds? pounds. Yes. Yeah. 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 Hey. No, actually, it was 15 pounds. Thank you very much. Oh, hey. Even better. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so there's upsides. It's like when you get a stomach virus and you drop weight. It's like, yeah, but uh, man, I'm, I feel pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, my chin, my chin line is popping right now. It looks good. <laughs> ah, there you go. And all you had to do was nearly die, and you get that great cut look. It's awesome. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I made it and I lost weight. So it's a it's a double positive right there. So you know, I, I, there's a, a number of things to talk about uh, with you, but I wanted to. I know a while ago on the uh, Courtney and Chloe take Miami, whatever the hell the show was. Yeah. You you uh-huh. work with the Kardashians. You had um, at least on some. Is there a bit of a friendship that there now at this point, or what was what was that like? Well, back then, back then I was very close to the Kardashians. You know, I shot that TV show with them, and uh, I was their boss. Chloe did a radio show, an actual really a real radio show at the station I worked with in Miami, and she was really good. She did this Chloe After Dark, and she would do radio for like three hours from eleven to two a.m. Because uh, she was so dirty, but she was really good on the radio. What? So I was very close to them. Now I don't really know them anymore. I don't talk to them anymore. Well, even like at that. that point, so I mean, when we were trying to contextualize, you know, uh, Preston was reporting earlier that Kim Kardashian was saying about the, the, that keeping up with the Kardashians, the show really is not from a financial level that necessary because they can, with their social media you know hit and get make so much money off of that do you recall she said she could she could make one post on in, yeah. on uh on social media and make more money than the entire series does for a year yeah but but they wouldn't have got to that point without the series of course See, that's so fun that's so funny about rich people they forget how they get there you know <laughs> yeah. it was like oh yeah i can do anything but 
without that show, it's amazing that uh, that show came out, I believe, in 2007. And, uh, like, just 13 years, the, like, people all over the world know who those girls are. Yeah. And a lot of people say they, they hate on them, but they sell billions of dollars of, uh, like, just whatever they endorse or whatever they put out, they, they sell. So people are buying it. That's what's crazy about it. So much hate for them. But then they sell. They make so much money off all the products. It's incredible. I can't wait to buy their new velour suits. <laughs> oh my God! Stop. See, my wife. Has, my wife buys those Kylie Jenner lip kits. I'm yeah, like, yeah, hey, me too. No uh, that see like, now, that that no pisses lip. me off, Michael, because <laughs> again, and you you know what I'm going to say here. God bless her, but she had lip fillers, surgical lip fillers, and these lip kits sold made her. Uh, you know, near a near billionaire, and it's all predicated on she had surgery. She didn't have to, She didn't use her own lip yeah, kit. But the lip kit isn't to enhance your to make big lips. It's just oh. a lipstick. It's color. It's pretty. Oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over it. I can't. I I'm can't. And white women, white women, stop making your lips so big. It looks ridiculous. Oh my <laughs> god! Right. It, it, it's, oh, you know, but you'll know this, Michael. You know, in in the obviously you've you've done entertainment stuff and and all that uh, reporting. There is a certain look, and we've talked about this before, when you're out in, in, you know, when you're out in L.A., you're out in that TMZ bubble where what we think, oh, that looks really overdone, that's too much, where that's the norm, and, and people from the outside look like the anomaly. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, can I tell you, what's crazy is when you look at all these Instagram people, all everyone's starting to look like a Kardashian. Like, <laughs> yeah. they're all starting to, and it's scary. The Kardashians are taking over the world, and women want the big lips, now they want the big butts. It's like, ugh. women want what they can't have, obviously. Yeah. You know, so, and and that's what's popular. Like, what, what, what takes a lot of money to achieve, that's what women are doing to their bodies right now. Michael, you mentioned the big white women wanting big lips. I saw a before yeah. and after picture of of filler, like somebody, a woman getting filler in her lips, and I was like, "Is I think it's backwards." Like it looked the after looked terrible. Like the before, oh. before she got the filler, it looked great. Oh yeah, it, it's like, and who are these doctors keep injecting your lips with stuff? Going, <laughs> oh, this looks great. This looks beautiful. No, you look. You look horrendous. You look well, remember you, and we we've known this, and they're they're like they're they're almost like star effer doctors. So that you know you, oh, yeah. you find the doctor like look at look at the amount of propofol Michael Jackson was getting. You know, there's there's no prescription, yeah. there's no medical condition that would warrant that amount, and yet they find people. Yeah, they, it, that's the problem with celebrities. They find all yes men. And when when that happens, they can't do no wrong. That's how they get into trouble, and that's how they lose their money, and that's how they lose their career. So if I ever make it that big, I'm putting nothing but no men around me. <laughs> right, <laughs> or else you'll, you'll die. Well, I want to ask you now, obviously, you, you had your COVID uh, thing, and, and you you know, one of the lucky first recipients, but you're out, um, you know, doing some touring and stuff. How's that been going? Oh, you know what? It's it's uh, it's been great. I just did Phoenix, and uh, th- that was we did over a thousand people, but wow. it was socially distanced. The club was huge. Uh, this, what I love about Philly is it's way like they're really going above and beyond to keep everybody safe. It's outside. It's you know people are separated. They can wear masks. So I, I really like the Philly setup. But everywhere I'm going, people want to laugh, and people are coming out. You know, some markets are better than others. But yeah. I'm just trying to put together a new hour, so because it's all new material you're going to hear. So I'm putting together a new hour because I want to shoot it in the middle of next year. How difficult so, is that? When I mean, because it used to be obviously you put together something, you're going to shoot a special, and you're you you work it. You're working in the clubs and you fine tune it and hone it. 
you know, there's there's not as much access to the oh, no. co- right. Literally, you'll start a joke, and then a month later, you're like, okay, I get to work on it again. You know, where before, <laughs> yeah. you, <laughs> right? Before you could work on it three to four times a week, but now it's like, but my last show was like two weeks ago, and now I have one this week. So it's been three weeks, and then I have one two weeks after that. I got another one in December, and then after that, I don't, you know, we'll see how all this ends up. But you know, it's well. Let me ask you, crazy times. Do you have because I know sometimes like script writers will have that they have like their go to. I'm going to bounce this off this guy because I know he he hears my voice when I write, or she hears, you know, what they're going for. Do you have you have a a a group of guys or other comedians you can say, give me the honest on this. Is this worth anything? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, I bring a guy named Joe Larson. He's actually opening up for me. He's a phenomenal comedian, and he's from New York City, so he's just going to drive down. But he's the guy I take everywhere, and this guy named Nick Guerra, where I can sit in a room, and we'll talk hours after a show about their set, about my set, and it's just, that's all you need is somebody to bounce something off of. And they'll be like, yo, that sucks, or hey, that's pretty good, and maybe you should think <laughs> about this. So you know what I mean? That's It's good to have those type of people around you. Yeah, it's also because at a certain point, it's your livelihood. So if they're going to BS you and send you up on stage with something that's going to yeah. suck. It's, yeah, it's, no, it's true. It's true because really they're very important. And you're very important to them because it works both ways. Like a lot of times when you're in a relationship with a comic like that, they're helping you out. But you're helping them out by getting them in clubs that – they haven't performed in, and so hopefully the manager will see him, and they'll be like, "Oh, let me book this guy on his own." You right. know what I mean? So it's it's you know you one thing I remember Kevin Hart told me uh, this was like two years ago when I started to take off and tour a lot. He goes, "Never bring somebody on the road that's just hanging out. Always bring somebody that can can help you in some way, either sell your merch or right. you know a great person to bounce off. Don't have just people to come just because." They're cool people, you know, so I really took that to heart because I was bringing like two or three guys and we were just hang out and the work would get done, you know. So at the end of the weekend, I would have the same material that I had all year. But now it's like my material changes every week because I have the right team to bounce stuff off of. So That's good. I'm excited to perform this new stuff. Yeah. Nice. Hey, uh, Michael, I want to ask you, switch gears, I want to ask you something about uh, about your name, Michael Yo, because at the beginning of the interview, I said, hey, everybody, welcome Michael Yo. And then I said, yo, Michael. <laughs> And then yeah. I didn't even realize it until after I said that. Was your was growing up was was Yo a nickname for you? Did people just shorten it to Yo? Everybody just called me Yo growing up. Yeah, it was uh you know my mom. It's my mom's name, uh-huh. so my mom is like because of me you're famous. Like, no, <laughs> you know? like my mom is my mom is ruthless like that. I did I didn't tell you though, but I gave my mom COVID too. She oh my god. Me. And she beat it in one day, and she talks trash to me all the time. <laughs> Dude, that's, that's got that. hospital eight days, hospital eight days, <laughs> one day. Oh, my God. You're weak, boy. You're so weak, boy. Yeah. Oh that's, well, that, so my, my wife's uh, family got it. You know, they, for, for most, it was presented like as a, as a, as a regular virus. But, the, you know, the, my sister-in-law had it for a couple of days, and my brother-in-law, her husband had it for like he lost a little bit of his sense of smell for like a day and a half, two days, and of course he lords it over her because that's you know you got to do that. Oh yeah, oh my mom still talks crap to me, yeah. and it's been six months. 
she will bring it up all the time. You need to eat more kimchi. Well, there might be something to that. They say that there could be something diet-wise or environmental-wise, you know, that, that 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 is the case. In that part of the world, it hasn't been as formidable as it has for the rest of the world. So who knows? Maybe she knows this. Maybe that. Maybe that's Listen a, to your mother. A cottage industry, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Mama Yo's COVID uh, treatment. Mm. That's right. Eat eat uh eat cabbage that's just rotten. <laughs> that's the key to COVID. Oh, rotten wow. cabbage. That's right. With hot sauce. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Michael, we're gonna point people in the direction of your show. You Thank got a you couple guys. of them. Yeah, no problem. Friday and Saturday night, two shows each night, seven and nine fifteen, and you can get the tickets through uh punchlinephilly dot com, which is cool. And I, I just want to say I really love you guys. You guys always support me and your people always come out. So I really appreciate it, and it means a lot. Absolutely, man. And we'll see you in person sometime soon. All right, bud? Yes, absolutely. Y'all have a great one. You yep. too, man. Michael, yo! Yeah. Hey, yo! Hey, yo! Right. <laughs> Those tickets are, are on sale now. <laughs> hey, I, something I, I meant to get to uh, last week, but I didn't get uh, a chance to touch on it. Oh, Australia blew up. This is no. so cool. Oh. No, Australia did, Australia did not blow up. Oh, okay. But it was announced that Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer... Uh, two of the figures from that 1964 stop motion uh, film are going to be up for auction. Yeah, th- uh, God, those those are legitimate keepsakes worth owning. They're heirlooms. Yeah, uh, auction house profiles in history announced last week that a six inch tall Rudolph and eleven inch tall Santa used to animate the show are being sold together in the auction, and it starts on November 13th. And I believe it's. Fat Santa, right? Because he gets beefier towards throughout the special. I saw a picture of it, and I think that's one of their... Eat Santa, eat! ...that they are going to auction off. They're expected to bring in between $150,000 and $250,000. Jeez. Man. Um, So that's Rankin Bass. They're the ones that animated that. It was, what, 1964? Yeah, yeah, it was 64, yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, uh, And so, wow, that... I mean, that's been a part of my life forever... And I, I can only imagine they'll they'll continue to appreciate. They never don't air that during the holiday season. So they were owned at the time by nephew of the secretary to Arthur Rank Jr. Um, so that's that's where they're coming from. Um, Jeez, they are made of wood, wire, cloth, and leather, and human skin. And Rudolph's nose still lights up. Does it? Yep. After all this time, I just love to see. I just love to see. You know, it actually light up. By the way, collector Peter uh, Lutrario, who is selling them, bought them some 15 years ago after seeing them appraised on Antiques Roadshow. Now, you know, the Rudolph's knows to make it light up, you have to run cables out to a car battery and they rev the engine. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's how they used to they, do it. Because they didn't have the technology. Mm-hmm. They had, like, mm-hmm. the fiber optics and stuff like that. That'd be really cool to own that. I, I mean, what would you do with it, though? I mean, you could, you can get replicas that are just... You know, as fond. I know. You, I mean, yeah. that that's an investment. That's something that yeah. you hold on to, and then and then resell, and then you find like a like a like a deserving like children's hospital, and and really hit him hard. Yeah. They should they should put them in a museum. It belongs in a museum. Yeah. <laughs> um, you? But they uh, no, they should put those in a museum. They, they should, should they should Indi- actually be in the Smithsonian. Send Indian to get it right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, another thing that's going up for sale. Uh, Guinness World Records said the sale of, or actually went up for sale, a, of a plastic crown worn by the late notorious B.I.G. during an iconic photo shoot. Yeah. Uh, oh, set wow. a new world record. It sold 
for $600,000 oh my god at auction yeah after he was killed do you know who took ownership of it it was B Arthur no yeah, she bought it really yeah yeah, a, a, a notorious B. Arthur. What was her character's name on? Uh, no, she was Dorothy. Dorothy? No, 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 no. Dorothy was. Uh, yeah, she was Dorothy. She was Dorothy. Dorothy. Okay, yeah. and Maud on Maud. Uh, the rapper, also known as Biggie Smalls, of course, wore the plastic crown back in 1997 during a King of New York photo shoot for Rap Pages magazine. A photo snapped by Baron Claiborne during the shoot became one of the most famous images of the performer. Uh, Sotheby's predicted the crown would sell for two to three hundred thousand dollars. They always go for way more than they predict, right? I, they do. I think what happens is is that that's part of the structuring structuring process where they 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 set an expectation and then people go in ready to pay more. Yeah, it broke the record upon selling for five hundred ninety four thousand seven hundred and fifty dollars. It's officially the most expensive. What they call fancy dress slash costume crown sold at auction. Wow. Yeah. Well, and it, yeah, plastic crown for that much. I don't know anything from uh, Notorious B.I.G. Uh, the one you call me Big Papa. You know that one. No, nah, case I don't. Biggie, biggie, biggie. I left my heart. Nope. Okay. Uh, but anyway, uh, plenty of people do, obviously. He was one of the legends. and uh, You know the song that uh, wasn't it... Uh, he did, he did it, right? Yeah, well, biggie, I biggie. don't know what they want from me. It's like the more money you come across, the more problems we see. You know that one, right? Yeah, yeah, sing along, everybody. P-O-P-P-A, no info for the D-E-A, federal agents, mad because I'm flagrant. Wow. I'm, a, I'm like a mad rapper. Yeah, yo. Unbelievable. Yes, yo. You, you spit mad verse. Uh-huh. Yeah. You got a good voice. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, that was nice. I enjoyed yeah. that. <laughs> biggie, biggie, like, biggie guy. That was all like end of high school, beginning of college. Right? Yeah, okay. yeah mid college for me. I'm mid-co- a little okay. bit older. That's when you were playing Parcheesi at that party. Oh, what, yeah. What was the most like hardcore street <laughs> piece of music that you liked? NWA and Two, uh, two Live Crew. Okay. Yeah, because uh, my friend Brett, it was, it was when rap started crossing into the white suburbs. Right. And um, people started paying attention to it at Conestoga High School, which is. <laughs> Not very hood. <laughs> no? No. <laughs> but we would drive around and we and we'd listen to NWA and, and Two Life Crew, and it was the filthiest lyrics I'd ever heard in my life. <laughs> Two Life Crew was... Oh, my it, it God. Was, when you're talking about warning stickers, that was, you know... That's... Yeah, and, but the warning stickers were obviously had the opposite effect. That was effect the enticement. Were, yeah, right. we, we would tune oh, in. Oh, yeah. And it was just... Uh, it was naughty, you know, and so we would listen to it. And, and, but listen, it, it like it's the foundation of, uh, of hip-hop and rap, rap today. Yeah, I when when Two Live Crew hit, I just found it funny. Yeah, yes. it cracked it, me. It almost up. seemed like novelty, like like it was. Like, it was so dirty. Like the streak. It was like it was intentionally meant to make you laugh. Yeah. Um. So all right. So Biggie, uh, we miss you, man. Had he been alive, why don't you pour out some of your uh, mocha uh, Dunkachino? One for my homie. <laughs> um. Uh. You know what? I realized I'm in the junk drawer. Oh, really? I, I, oh my didn't, God, even, I didn't even know it, but I'm in the junk drawer. I'm digging around. Sometimes you just fall into it. It's so enormous. Yes, it is. It's like a ball pit. Um. So this is for you, Steve. Oh, man. I love things for me. Fancy Feast has made an advent calendar for cats. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh-huh. I do. You know, uh, they love Fancy Feast, but you they love this. a specific Two flavors, mm. and Steve, that's it. 
This is like a nightmare. So my cats have decided they don't like the food that we've been feeding them since the day they were born. Right. Oh my God. Um, and they will do that. They will suddenly shift what? and walk away. Oh, my God. Completely. And now you have to begin the process of finding what they do. Now, they will obviously not starve themselves right. to death. Right. But you, you're looking for something that. Steve, so that's we've gone what I, through it. And we so we've had anywhere between you know nine and you know eleven cats for the past uh, decade plus, uh, and it's it becomes uh, a nightmare. Well, I'm in that process of testing out different foods, right. and they'll go. They'll be starving, right. right? Like standing at the cabinet waiting for their food. I go over, put it in their dish. Both of them smell it and walk, walk away. away. I'm like. Are you kidding me? Like, aren't it, you hungry? Right. It's going to stay there. So, but they'll go, they'll eat it eventually. Do you, do they have dry as well? Uh, so I do a little bit of dry All food, right. um, but mostly I'm trying to stick with the wet food because I don't know. My vet said it's healthier. Um, but Preston, I fancy feast is like, I just bought that at Target the other day to try that to okay. see if they like it. Mm-hmm. And yes, Steve, it's specific. They don't like anything. If it says chicken on the, the package anywhere, they won't eat it. So I have to get. Like the tuna and the fish, and turkey the- and cheddar yeah. is the is there is the <laughs> yeah. flavor that they and, and so I have one. I take one can, divide it into three. Uh, I mean, I have I have tons of pictures and footage of my. It really it looks like a, a herd of cats descending on the kitchen when I start putting this stuff out, and they go nuts for it. If I put out any other flavor. No, absolutely no interest whatsoever. I feel like this is exactly like. What the gangster rappers talk about yeah. when they do, yeah, like, you know, yeah, like notorious BIGs. Yeah, yeah. Jump in the rover and come over. Tell your friends jump in the CF3. I got the chronic by the truth. They were talking about. Let me ask you: If he was still alive, would he be doing ads for Peloton? Okay, so. You guys probably won't want to buy this Advent calendar. Well, I don't know. I have to try 19 different foods to I, see if they'll eat, so it might be good for me. I would buy it. Yes, it might be good for a sampler. Yeah. I would buy it and just put the same same flavor in every one of the days. <laughs> uh, so it includes, here's what it has in Okay. It. Uh, play that. 24 cans of cat food with different recipes uh, for each day, like grilled salmon, turkey and giblets feast. And chicken savory centers. See, this would be good for me to try to it'd be a okay. sampler. Be for no, them. And you know what they don't eat? You can have or give to some Ew. of your grandparents. Right. <laughs> chicken savory centers. <laughs> What's I don't get what the savory centers part is. is. You know the, what it uh, is? It, it's it's rat meat. Is that uh, like the uh, the chewels of cat food? Like they have the. It's uh, got a little nugget in the middle. Yeah, the crunchy outside. Yes. And the, it's a. Oh yeah. Clams right. Casino. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah! I like know a, what those are. They're yeah. like little. They're like a little snack, right, for them? Yeah, snack. Yeah, they're snacks. <laughs> yeah, uh, they were more like a treat. <laughs> a and treat, it got to yeah. the point where okay. my one of my cats, when he was uh, he was nearing the end of his life, and he was really, really picky about what he was eating, he would only eat those. He would only eat the the, the really yummy uh-huh. oh, treat yeah. stuff. Oh yeah. So we were feeding that as the main meal. This is a constant battle with my wife and I over the uh, the, the greenies, the treats. Uh-huh. I mean, the, the, your most ardent. Addicted crack addict is relaxed compared to the way my cats are for those freaking things. Unbelievable. <laughs> so what's the the is there a contention between you and Claire? Oh and yeah, I'm sorry. They, they, she wants to feed them more. You give them you... too many treats. Oh, you do. Okay. And I'm like, I will not be shamed by my cats. <laughs> uh, in a press release, Fancy Feast said there are there's a different festive entree flavor for each day. 
The advent calendar is being sold online by Chewy, PetSmart, Kroger, and will be available at other retailers. Oh, you th- you think about other countries where they routinely sit down to a dinner of dirt. Right. Uh, looking at our fancy feast advent <laughs> we're looking, calendar. We're talking about our cat's advent calendar. Is there any more dirt, mother? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. Meanwhile, you guys yeah. are serving your cats, having a party. Jump in the rover and come over, tell your friends. Jump got in your the soundtrack going. I got the chronic by the truth. Yeah. My, my cat behind the, the turntables. This actually reminds me, like, 100% of being at a house party. The guy that we talked about last week yeah. who, uh, who wrote the comment on Facebook. Giving handies, dropping loads. Right, exactly. I mean, in his house, partying. This was blasting in the living room. That's that party lyrics, isn't it? Yeah, there was something oh, blasting in the living room, Kathy. <laughs> there yeah. were other things blasting, finger too. blasting in the... Yeah. Blasting in the room with your fuzzy ass. <laughs> this was uh, me and my buddy, Red. Reggie's Plymouth Horizon, listening to it on the on the tape deck. Dude, we were in a white Ford Taurus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> white on the outside, white on the inside. Were you now? Were there ever, was there ever a war between the Run and the Wake no. Club and, and the, the Jumpers? And the jumper. <laughs> like drive bys, Preston, where they would throw acorns they, at they each throw, other. Uh, yeah, they throw pine cones at each other. <laughs> That's, pine cones versus crab apples. That, that, that that's like straight out of Compton. <laughs> yeah. You guys ever have crab apple flights? Oh, yeah. yeah. They hurt. Yeah. <laughs> this is wailing. You're sit, sitting yes. out on your front porch listening to this where your head's bobbing. Here comes the Just Fun and Away Club. Yes, I did have crab apple fights. Every Saturday, rap attack, Mr. Magic Mother. Oh, my God. That's funny. Anyway, uh, it all comes together. All these stories are coming together. What else can I... Like a mosaic, like a tapestry. Can I throw one at you, Preston? I don't know if you saw this or not, but uh, there was a missing woman in Zion. Oh, yeah, that's in here. Yeah. In here, they yeah. found her yesterday. And Nick, I'm, have you been peeking in his junk drawer? Uh, a Thirty-eight-year-old yeah. woman. Yeah, she's she been Narrows? missing for twelve days. No. And here's the thing: they found her. There's no details on no where why she, she was missing. Uh, initially, they had found her car abandoned, and so you think the worst, right? Had she just lost her job. Was that all, the deal? All I know is that other people in the park saw her, and then they told someone else. They they told Forest uh, the for the Rangers, and they they ended up uh, getting her out of there. So uh, no details on why she did that. Now she's got a family and everything. She's yeah. got a daughter. Was so. she just camping? Uh, they don't know. And, and there's yeah, there's a lot of mystery shrouding this. But uh, there was a post last night that Zion put on their Instagram account, and and I saw it, and I it was just a black and white news uh, press release type of a post, and it said the missing person was found. But initially, they didn't say if she was found dead or alive. And so my, yeah. I, my heart sank when Me I saw too. the post, and I was like, oh, God, this can't be good news. Yeah. But it turns out she is alive. She's been reunited with her family. But how she went missing and how she got lost, the, that part of it, we don't know We yet. do know that it was a uh, housekeeper named Alice who found her. No. So, yeah. Oh, <laughs> they, they were calling her name yeah. as they were going through the, uh, <laughs> oh, dude. the canyon, and uh, they ended up finding her. Finding her. She apparently had packed so. some pork and beans yeah. into a flashlight. Bobby! It's so big there. Yeah. And, you know. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. she goes by both names. Her name is Bobby Cindy. <laughs> She's a Southern gal. Bobby, C- her name is Bobby Cindy Holly Cordier. By the way, Bobby Cindy. Oh my God, what a great idea! Name your kids. You know, uh, oh my God, that's I love it. You know, like uh, Peter Jan. Yeah, Peter Jan and uh, Greg Marsh. Yeah, Greg Marsh. <laughs> Mike Carroll. <laughs> 
For this search and rescue, though, they brought in uh, search crews from the Grand Canyon, Steve, but yeah. then from Bryce, from uh, Lake Powell. Like, they, they were search and rescue from all over uh, southern Utah mm-hmm. and northern Arizona. So when they find a person like this, is is this person responsible for any of the costs that um, went into searching for them? Dude, I'm, I was thinking sometimes, the same thing. Yeah. Sometimes. Now, now, mind you, the, what the, I did read that one of the possibilities is that she suffered some sort of mental breakdown and, and went into the woods because of that. But, but uh, they'll, they'll find out what the story is. I think uh, the best way to get someone out of a mental depression is to charge them a whopping bill for their rescue. Nick, yeah. how much did they uh, charge you uh, when you got you had your injury and search and rescue had to come and get yeah, you? Yeah, that was Alpine Search and Rescue, and fortunately, insurance covered most of it, and I did not have to have a, a helicopter ride, and that's where the costs right. really skyrocketed. But... You were actually carried out by some Girl Scouts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they gave me some cookies and they had pigtails. <laughs> it cost several thousand dollars. Nick is in his, you know, his his absolutely rugged like outfit with the whole thing, and they there's a Girl Scout. I'd already been emasculated enough. Yeah. They're like, nah, send in the Girl Scouts. They make a litter. My fears that I've reacted and carry you, <laughs> guys. Yeah. My fears I've reactivated my Madonna dancing. <laughs> Did you have to pay anything out of pocket? Oh yeah. Yeah, oh, I, you, a couple thousand was what came out of your pocket? Yes. Yeah, oh, before wow. they were, would agree to pick you up and take you out. Of there. <laughs> uh, no, Alpine Search and Rescue, those guys are incredible. <laughs> and uh, and the work that they did was, was amazing. And so the people that were looking for this woman for 12 days, I just, 12 days yeah. to go missing. And then for them to find her is pretty freaking to, to survive, especially, uh, listen, it, it's not viciously inclement now, but it's still, no. it's it's rough. It's, yeah. it's two weeks in the middle of nowhere in the wild. I think that's pretty hard. Maybe so, she was adopted by a bear family. Hmm. When I like did when I did my um uh my like walking through the Zion and the Bryce and Grand Canyon, I had this guy Nicholas Smith. He was my my trail guide. Yes, and yes, yeah, so we hired him. But he does this stuff. Oh, rescue stuff. Side. Yeah, because okay. he's he's a uh, he knows the, he, yeah. Uh, he's like a repeller and a rock climber and stuff like that. So oftentimes he will you know repel down to rescue people and stuff like that. He actually himself fell a hundred feet. Right. There's video of it, too. He fell 100 feet. He just, wow. you know, he'd done something wrong. He probably uh, missed, <laughs> was it on a like cliffside? Yeah, it was, was it? a slot canyon. or I, uh Yeah, so it was called, I, be, I believe it's called, like, the soap. 100 feet. So, yeah, dude. And th- Fortunately, he landed on other campers. <laughs> he should have died, but he didn't. Yeah. And there's video footage of it because he was uh, running a, um, you know, one of those GoPros and stuff. Well, if the fall doesn't kill you, you can die of starvation or yeah. running out of water. I mean, like, that's the danger. Yeah. Embarrassment. Like, yeah, embarrassment, the Girl Scouts. Yeah. All that stuff. Um, My name's Susie. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm interested to see what the story was. Yeah, because for 12 days, she had to have had some provisions, I would think. As you're, when you go and hiking. I'm, and I'm wondering how cold it gets this time of year. This time right. of year is fairly mild there because yeah. it gets super hot in the summertime. Well, Nick, I know you do the the hiking extensively, and you guys have started to do a bit of it. Do, do you you when you see a marker, do you keep a reference of where that marker is? If you're go, if you're oh yeah far on a yeah, trail, yeah, 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 most definitely. And and uh, just to get an idea, of, you know, what color trail we're on, and if I see another one, right. where we're branching off from, and try to remember that. But do, it's, do so it's, a map. it's so easy to get lost. Cause I was in uh, in Acadia this summer with my son Ben, and we were following the trail. But then you know you just get to talking, and and we made a left instead of making a right, and went. Straight, and we ended up not on the trail, and it, it just we ended up taking sort of like the the left cut through, but it wasn't the official trail. And then eventually the trail looped back to where we were, or whatever, and we we figured it out. But for a stretch, we were off of it. And if we'd gone in the wrong direction, off of the wrong direction, that's when you end up in a lot of trouble. There is a movie, and I forget the name of it, where a guy takes his uh, girlfriend into the woods. He's going to propose to her. He's he's kind of a pretty accomplished. 
hiker, and and so they've they've gone out on a few of these, and he's going to take her to a special spot, and he they get lost on oh, this geez. trail, and and so not only that, but it, it ends up in one of the most graphic bear attacks. Yeah, there's a great book called uh, awesome. The Girl Who Loved Tom Gordon by Stephen King, and it's a lesser known book, but uh, it's the description of what happens when you make several wrong turns yeah. and end up lost in the woods, and it's really well written. King, it's a it's a uh, not as well known book by Stephen King, but it's. Well worth the read. Well, this is an interesting story that that is to do with a, a hiking trail. This is in uh, South Nyack. Um, I guess yeah, or uh, maybe just stapled out to the last story. I, I think that's what I'm doing. Yeah. So uh, it took place. It takes place along the Raymond Esposito Memorial Trail, and I guess there's a historical marker that has a QR code on it. Raymond Esposito invented Tupperware. Oh, okay, uh, good to know. But anyhow, <laughs> um, they have interactive signs. And so there's a QR code, and if you're out hiking on the trail, I guess you can find out some historical information, but somebody rigged it. So when you do the QR code, it's you get Rickrolled. It sends you to the Rick Astley video. (laughs) Out in the middle of nowhere. And they don't know how it happened. Oh, wow. They don't know who did it. uh, And they're investigating it. So I thought that's pretty classic if you're out in the middle of this trail and you want to get some info on where you all and all of a sudden you're you hear this get stuck in your head now does rick astley himself come to rescue you i would hope so some guy in a trench coat and sunglasses (laughs) what a dancer that rick astley was what a mover uh you know have you uh like if i do if i my wife is now getting into the 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 hiking a little bit more which is cool but if we start doing as you're doing nick more elaborate Stuff uh, a sat bone investment might be a cool idea because the prices are are coming down on those. Are they? Yeah, because yeah, sat phone or like any type of GPS locator or whatever. Just a um, how a, much is a sat phone? I don't even know. A couple hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. But okay, it, you should have something a locator to let um, EMTs know where you are if you're going to go off the grid. Okay. I always walk with a hot air balloon tethered to my neck. Right. Smart. Yeah. yeah, that's smart. All right. So if you have a sat phone, then <laughs> like, do you have to have a plan that goes along with it or is yeah, that yeah, like, I, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, because when I was I in the Grand so. Canyon, the, there was a one couple that did have a sat phone. Um, and the the uh, people who were like our, our hosts or whatever, they, they had a satellite phone as well. But I, I just don't know how that works. I say hosts, but what are they? Guides. Uh, guides. Jesus. How about a satellite fax machine? <laughs> I was just thinking about there was a, a parody ad when, when the movie um, Castaway with Tom Hanks was out, and it was, uh, I forgot what it was for, but he, you know, it shows him showing up at the woman's house at the very end. He's like, I'm a FedEx delivering this box saved my life. The box he never opened. Yeah. And, oh, uh, oh right. wow, thanks. What was in it? By the way, what was in it? They opened up, oh, there's a sat phone, GPS locator. Uh, uh, Fire starter. Yeah, yeah, straw for, you know, the, the clean water. Yeah. A year's supply of beef jerky. Yeah. <laughs> Dental glue. <laughs> Uh, yeah, some painkillers yeah, just in case dental, you get out on a mouth Yeah, yeah, like that. Dental yeah, kit, yeah. yeah. Antibiotic <laughs> filler kit. And a book on how to build a canoe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love it. Uh, oh, this was interesting. Not quite a story of survival like we had last, but it would scare... Now we can go back and... Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah, this yeah. one's not stapled. So let me, oh, let me see if I can find this. Uh, I thought this was kind of interesting. This took place in in Baltimore. Uh, They were testing equipment in the harbor tunnel on Friday. Yes. And apparently water started flowing into the tunnel. Oh, my God. That's like my worst nightmare. Can you imagine you're driving through and all of a sudden you start going through... Being in Baltimore is oh, <laughs> a lot of people. Uh, But all of a sudden you start going through big puddles of water while you're down in the tunnel. 
It would be terrible. What was that uh, Stallone movie, Daylight, right? That's what that was. Right, yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, the Maryland. You know, we down here. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is Kathy's worst nightmare. Uh, the Maryland Transportation Authority said the harbor. The Maryland Transportation Authority. The harbor tunnels pump and fan systems valve. God. Was being tested. That's the uh, last thing you want to see. <clears throat> and equipment supplies water. The equipment that supplies water to the fire department in case of emergencies. And it was inadvertently open. So it wasn't from the harbor. Okay. It was just water that they used yeah, to, yeah. for fire. Yeah. But, you know, people were seeing these big. Look at this. This is a picture of it flowing in from the wall. Oh, that is no. terrifying. <laughs> I die. Oh, my God. Oh, that's and imagine, like a little bit of water. No, it's a lot. And imagine if, like, traffic, all of a sudden you get it back up and you're in there. And Oh, I, I mean, would get out and start running. Yeah. <laughs> Forget it. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and, and if you look in the left lane and there's a trout. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they had uh, inadvertently opened it and it was allowing water to flow into the tunnel. Well, they always, when they build those tunnels, isn't it standard procedure? They build a parallel tunnel. That is the dirt removal tunnel. Mm. And then I think the eventually they will keep that as a service tunnel. Don't. I think that's a standard protocol with any of these major tunnels that have been built. There's always a parallel tunnel. Might be. I'll tell you what, Baltimore, driving through there, going through the tunnel, or even on some of those, those overpasses are really high in the air. I don't know if you've yeah, ever yeah. noticed that, going in and out of the city of Baltimore, where I've been, I get a little freaked out driving Do you? There. Yeah. yeah. When you see a luggage plane come passing by you. <laughs> <laughs> that flies behind the yeah, passenger plane. the regular plane. passenger plane. Carries their luggage. Uh, when crews realized that the valve was open, uh, they took steps to close the valve. Close the valve. And stop the flow of water. Stop the flow of water. And uh, there was no safety issue and no malfunction, apparently, uh, according to them. All right. I was waiting to see if this caller was, like, actually driving through the tunnel yes. or something like or that. Or owns the yeah, tunnel. Yeah, here we go. Oh. Now, let me go, to, uh, let me go to Ian. Hi, Ian. Good morning. Hi. How are you guys? Good. What's up, buddy? Uh, my friend, she was actually driving through the tunnel right as it happened, and she sent me a picture freaking out, thinking that the tunnel was actually flooding. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I had to have scared the hell out of her. Yeah, it did. I mean, she texted me, and she said, I don't know if we're going to get out of here, because traffic was slowing to a crawl. <gasps> oh, my God. And she, I mean, she was freaking out. She was bugging. <laughs> so, wow. but, but yet the, the, the signal got out. I guess it got out of the tunnel. That's pretty miraculous. Yeah, yeah, but she sent me a picture, and the water, like how high her truck sits, the water had to be at least a foot high. Wow. Okay. God, man, you'd be scared crapless. All right, Ian. Thanks, yeah. man. Appreciate it, bud. Yep. Right, we'll see you later. You guys have a good day. You, you too. too. All right. Uh, anyhow, we need to, uh, yeah, we're done uh, with the junk drawer. So here's the, the new official junk drawer music. So with that, we're going to take a break. That's all I have in the junk drawer for now. Uh, we're going to come back in a moment, though, and I have some more Bizarre File stories. There's always weird stuff happens over the weekend, yes. and we've got some goodies to pass along to you. So stay put. We'll be back in a moment. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger begins Monday, November 16th at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center complex. You heard correctly. The event is a little earlier than usual. This difficult year has made it even harder for area families staring food insecurity right in its face. Which makes the Camp Out Business Challenge more important than ever. Props to Subaru of America for leading the way, challenging other area companies to get involved. It's effective team building for your staff as they rally 
working together to help fill abundance in their mission to drive hunger from our communities today and end hunger for good. For those who go the extra mile, there are prizes for the top three business challenge donations, including Preston and Steve broadcasting live from your place and for your staff. Go to WMMR.com for complete details and a list of especially needed food items. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger from 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Let's do another run at this. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right, we're going to begin with this one. This is a good one to start with. A uh, smuggler was caught with two pounds of gold worth about $80,000 in his butt after customs officers spotted his unusual walk at an airport. How much gold? In India, two pounds. Two pounds of gold in his ass? Yep. I use the technical terms. Uh, The man was traveling on a Go Air flight from Dubai into Kerala's Kunar Airport and had hidden the stash of gold inside his own body. May I have another sheet, please? My butt is full of gold. uh, To to avoid paying the 18% tax. Wow. It's believed that he had been walking awkwardly <laughs> and was stopped and checked as a result where the gold was discovered by officials. I mean, what if you were wearing two pounds of gold? Like, if you were to have that smelted into a necklace of some sort, then you, do you have to pay taxes on that? I, I, I think if it's, I think so. You know, like in the classic uh, Goldfinger, mm. he had a car shipped where some of the parts were molded, where he melted down and made part of the car yeah. so he could smuggle it through. Yeah. I don't know what the, what they do. I mean, if you're wearing it, you're still bringing it, so I assume they would, yeah, hit you for the tax. I don't know. Uh, maybe it depends on where you purchased. Uh, where yeah. you, you know, uh-huh. because the same thing, when whenever you're traveling internationally, they'll ask you if you have over $10,000 worth of cash or sometimes goods. That you got in that country, I do, think. Do so. you pay less if it's in your pee hole? Mm. <laughs> yes, because who's going to charge you for going right. that length? Yeah. Uh, so police said another man on the same flight was stopped from trafficking 3.2 pounds of gold into India. However, they did not reveal how he concealed wow. the precious metal. That's stunning that even the human body can take that. Uh, they were the latest in a number of seizures of gold being smuggled into the country from Arabic states. Customs officials said that most people try and bring the gold in by hiding it in chocolate boxes, purses, umbrellas, or other objects like pens. Uh, They also caught this month people with gold hidden in toothpaste and one person who had lined their underwear with the precious metal. I would smuggle it inside a key of Coke. Okay. They might not even look for the gold at that point. Uh, Jair Bolansaro's efforts to portray himself as an anti-corruption crusader have suffered another blow after police reportedly seized a wad of banknotes from between the clenched buttocks of one of his allies. See a theme happening here. This guy's going with cash in his ass. Yeah. Uh, Chico Rodriguez, the Brazilian president's deputy leader in the Senate, was reportedly caught with the concealed bundle on Wednesday during a police search of his home. You can keep it. The raid was part of an operation against the suspected misappropriation of public funds for fighting COVID-19. Uh, two sources said... Uh, more than $8,000 were stashed in the underpants of Rodriguez, uh, a senator from the Amazon state of Roramia, Roraima, sorry. Uh, and it was reported uh, in a report, it said, to give you a sense of just how preposterous the situation was, some of the recovered notes were stained with feces. Yeah. It was a second considerable you, embarrassment. That pile there, you you can keep those. By the way, Brazilians... 
shared the news under the viral hashtag Propina Nabunda, which means, translated to, a bribe up the butt. So why wouldn't you, and this is, I assume, a standard practice, why wouldn't you put that in a plastic container, like a bag or something? Or or a money market account or something like that. (laughs) You're Um, not going to get the kind of interest you'd get in your ass. Many suggested that the find would be remembered in the annals of history. (laughs) 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 A little Brazilian zing in there for you. All right, a man was arrested after police say he locked a woman out of her home and threw potatoes at her, despite being under a no-contact order. The incident unfolded on Wednesday. You're a potato whore! uh, When officials were dispatched. Potatoes. As they arrived, the 21-year-old suspect saw the officers and then hid behind the fence and went into the house. Potatoes, huh? Potatoes. The victim told officers that the suspect was cursing, harassing her, and then threw a potato at her. Potatoes. But and yet he was throwing. Boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. Uh, he, he was throwing a superfood at her, though. Boil them, mash them, uh, he hit her. He hit a pillar as she was walking back to her shed uh, with the potato. Officers then uh, went to the house and were able to locate the suspect. He was taken into custody. The suspect told officers he recently moved back into the house because he was sick and homeless. Okay. And thought the no-contact order was no longer active. He also denied throwing potatoes at the woman. Well, we could see you throwing potatoes. And said it was she who threw a potato to the ground. Ah. The suspect was booked, by the way. All right, one last story. The old potato deflection. Uh, In Nevada. Sheriff's Office... Uh, arrested a man after he was found living in the ceiling of a Rally's grocery store. <laughs> That's like ceiling cat. 35-year-old Matthew Hammer had fallen through the tile in the ceiling and had crawled back into the crawl space while employees were preparing to open the store <laughs> just after five. I like how the guy falls through yeah. and then climbs back in. Maybe they won't know. I can do this better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I picked up some tricks on the way down. Employees called authorities who surrounded the store. After a while, they got him to come outside. He was arrested for commercial burglary. (laughs) Authorities said uh, Hammer had been living in an area above the deli for the last couple of days (laughs) and had been stealing food from the store. Uh, They say they found some of his property in the rafters. There are a lot of people who opt to live in the ceilings of uh, buildings, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and they're discovered often. Uh, and so Hammer is homeless and has had run-ins with deputies in the past. And that is what I have <laughs> in the bizarre file for you. Let's take a break and give away another one of these Arnold's Family Fun Center. I got a $50 gift certificate. Call in number 16 at 215-263-WMMR. Arnold's is in Oaks, PA, and they have 200,000 square feet of excitement. Large arcade in the region. Go-karts, laser tag, mini golf, bowling, and more. And it's also this week's big friggin' deal, a $50 gift certificate for just $25. Get it while supplies last. WMMR.com, keyword deal. The call number 16. We give that to you for free. Back in just a moment. Stay there. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Nobody likes a delay of game. And while there's been some uncertainty about this football season, Acme is happy to announce it's game on. So no matter what your game day's like, they've got everything you need to cheer the Eagles on. From snacks and party trays to beverages and fan gear, make it a season to remember. Acme, official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Today is a Monday. It means we get our first letter for the word of the week. 
I want you to keep track because we got five of them all together. And $300 Xfinity Live gift card is what we have in store for you this week. So don't miss the opportunity. I uh, just got this note. We have a new Daily Rush video for you to check out. Man, they're like a conveyor belt these days. Nick Murphy's been uh, busting fire. ass and um, getting these things out immediately. I mean, by that I don't mean he's farting, <laughs> right? But anyhow, uh, he has really been uh, kicking ass. Maybe I should say that he's been farting uh, the ass. Daily yeah. Rush videos, and the most recent one is titled "Tony Bennett Loves Movies and Bella Thorne." Yeah. Man. He does. The description says you can't pump your own butter at theaters anymore, but when you look at Bella Thorne's OnlyFans page, you can pump your own butter. <laughs> That's according to Tony Bennett. Tony's uh, very insightful. You can watch it now at PrestonandSteve.com, sponsored by Punchline Philly Fishtown's First Comedy Club Restaurant and Bar. Who's more of a perv, Reg- or perv Regis or Tony Bennett? Tony's more into the poop, okay. Uh, where Regis is more the the sex. So I think probably Regis. Okay, all right. I think but that's... in a loving way, and in that Regis way that we just love. All right, uh, we're going to do today's lesson question, and we are going to give away. What do we have today? We have oh yeah, fifty dollar gift card for Nebraza. Yummy, lots of food by the way. Question that I have for you is: What is Kathy's worst worst nightmare? Two one five two six three WMMR. The actual worst nightmare. Being where is Kathy's worst nightmare? Or did Steve say something? Steve said it. Yeah, I totally forgot. I forgot. Yeah. Being where is idiots? Kathy's worst nightmare. Two one five two six three WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer, and we will do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. Ninety three three WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, let's get some stories, Steve. What's going on this morning? Well, Brian Austin Green is completely fine with his ex Megan Fox getting serious with musician Machine Gun Kelly. Green does say he uh, he was devastated in the beginning and even attempted to win Fox back by changing his name to Brian Austin John Dillinger. Oh, my God. The winner of X Factor Season 15 singer Dalton Harris says he had to work up a tremendous amount of courage to admit that he is pansexual. Still, Harris says that was nothing compared to working up the courage to admit he was competing on the X Factor. <laughs> And finally, Paris Hilton has released a brand new song called I Blame You as a tribute to her new boyfriend, Carter Ream. Paris says Carter is the one of the guys she is currently dating. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood <laughs> All right, we shall see if we can find an answer to uh, this lesson question. And yes, I should stress that it is what Steve had said <laughs> is Kathy's worst nightmare. 215-263-WMMR. But you know what? Somebody hang up who had the other answer. And yeah. I probably should have. Uh, oh, you don't I have to do a yeah. damn thing. Let, let, me, let me go to Taylor because I think Taylor knows. Hey, Taylor, how you doing? Hey, good. How are you? Good. Taylor, what is Kathy's worst nightmare? Is it uh, being in Baltimore? Being in Baltimore. <laughs> you got it, Taylor. Hang on. Going to give you a $50 gift card for Nebraza, courtesy of Fast and Furious Spy Racers Rio. Is this the old HBO thing? Oh, my God. Brings back memories, doesn't it? Okay. So, Fast and Furious Spy Racers Rio, exclusively on Netflix now. Uh, Nebraza is open for curbside pickup or indoor outdoor dining. 
serving a full 15 Brazilian meat service with a dedicated server to each table. Details at nabraza.com. All right, now we'll get into music news. Here we go. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah. All right, um, several stories to pass along to you. We'll begin with this one. Foo Fighters... Performed an acoustic set at an empty troubadour in Los Angeles this past weekend. The performance was part of the Save Our Stages Festival. Three-day virtual event in support of independent music venues at risk of closing their doors permanently. According to Rolling Stone, the performance featured Skin and Bones, My Hero, These Days, Times Like These, and Everlong, which Dave performed solo. During the performance, Dave said, Each of us have had pretty amazing experiences at this club. But there are a lot of small venues like this around the world that need your support right now. He said it's crucial that we get everything that we can uh, to make sure these venues survive in order to be there to inspire the next generation of musicians to go on and do beautiful things with their lives. To that point, uh, Preston, so some of these are our funds and um, some of these are our calls to um, get government assistance. Uh, does it, and I didn't really look too deep into this particular one, but it's a great cause. Do they want you to, on a one-on-one level, support the venues, or is it a fund for Save the Stage? Or you know what I don't know yeah. about the Save Our Stage because there's there's a number of them that these artists are doing, and they all have different complexions to them. Yeah, this one I'm not sure about, unfortunately. Sorry. Uh, Angus Young explained that although his late brother Malcolm Young co-wrote the new ACDC album, his guitar work is not featured on the new set. Huh. Power Up is what is called the band's first new album in over six years. It is set for release on November 13th. Blavermouth had described some of the uh, some of Angus's recent chat on a Spanish radio station in which he said, I know a lot of people have been saying, did Malcolm actually play? Is it his instrument on the new album? And I chose not to do that because I felt Malcolm himself wouldn't like me trying to splice his guitar work up. Uh, Power Up includes musical ideas co-written by the brothers over the recent years, <clears throat> which were reshaped and re-recorded uh, for Power Up. He said, Malcolm and myself, a lot of what we had done through the years, we'd make notes with the tracks. Some might be a little bit rough here and there, and I polish them up. In other cases, Malcolm might have done just a small bit, and then I would do the next verse. The bulk of the contribution of Mal is mainly musical. Do you see on uh, PressWithSteve.com the ACDC logo generator that we yeah. have there? Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, so you can you know put your initials into the generator, and it'll make a, uh, a basically an ACDC logo out of yep. your initials. So if you if you go to the website, you can do that on your own, yeah. too, if you'd yeah. like to. Oh, it's that's kind of cool. Thing. Yeah. Uh, Angus had also shed light on Axl Rose subbing for Brian Johnson on the band's last tour in which he was sidelined with a serious hearing issue. He said on the last tour when Brian had his hearing problem with the deafness in his ears for us at the time, we had some dates and shows that we were committed to doing. And it was a case of, well, we'll get through those shows, but how do we go about that? And Axl had said to us, he'd gotten a message out if that he could help in any way to finish up those commitments uh, if it didn't interfere with what his own project was, he would help us get through that. Angus went on to say Axel participated with helping us get through that tour, and that's something we'll always be grateful for because he had done a really good job. So everyone appreciates that he did that, which was pretty cool. The Beastie Boys have allowed their classic song, Sabotage, uh, to be used in a new ad campaign spot for Joe Biden's presidential campaign. And this is the first time they've ever allowed any of their songs to be licensed for any advertisement of any kind. 
Uh, the ad which ran during yesterday's uh, Steelers-Browns game focuses on how hard the live music industry has been hit by coronavirus pandemic, highlighting an Ann Arbor, Michigan club called the Blind Pig that's been operating for 50 years. It's uh, It currently remains closed amid the pandemic and in the spot the owner blames what he viewed as a botched response by Trump to uh, the coronavirus. And sabotage served for the last 20 seconds of the 60-second ad, including uh, as Biden and Harris are seen walking. Uh, late Beastie Boys member Adam Yock had said in his will that the music he was involved in creating couldn't be used for production adverti- product advertising. The spokesperson for Biden's campaign said the Beasties agreed to sabotage use in the spot quote because of the importance so of the election. So it's the first never... time they've ever done it. They've always been hard and fast about it. I remember one time... I want to say for some reason like Surge or something. You remember that soda? Yeah. There was, there was like an energy drink or something like that that had used just a small portion of their music, and and they fought tooth and nail to keep that from happening. Wasn't there a, like a kids, like a kids book? No, uh, it was. Yeah, it was something it was like, pretty damn innocent. Was it? And what, it was very innocent, yeah. and it was actually for educational purposes. Mm-hmm. And even that, they wouldn't they were like, allow. No way. No. Yeah. Mm. Which is funny because the first part of their career was all about. Um, Sampling other artists. Yes, but, you yeah, know, yeah. Little clips. Don't and you so dare on. touch our stuff. Yeah. Tommy Lee's new solo album, Andro, was released on Friday. The 14 song project features collaborations with Post Malone, Tyler Yawi, uh, Mickey Avalon, Lucas Rossi, Push Push, and Brooke Candy, to name a few. Uh, the title Andro comes from the word androgyny. Uh, according to a release, Andro is, quote, the musical manifestation of the concept of androgyny which is a combination of the essence of male and female genders. And water is the essence of moisture, correct? <laughs> of wetness. The wetness, <laughs> yes. Uh, Lee said the, oh. this pandemic <laughs> has put a new spin on just about everything we do, and music is always the cure for what we go through. Exactly. I don't and, know what he's talking about. Andrew can definitely help ease what effing ails y'all. Uh, also, on Friday, Lee released a video for the song Caviar on a Paper Plate featuring Mickey Avalon. Volbeat. Is it my last story? No, I got a couple more. Uh, Volbeat is set to release Rewind, Replay, Rebound live in Deutschland digitally worldwide on November 27th with new 27-song set feature songs uh, recorded during the sold-out German leg of last year's Rewind, Replay, Rebound world tour. Wow. Along with two additional tracks recorded earlier uh, on the tour. The first song is available now if you'd like to check that out. And then I saved this one for last. Rush fans have something to look forward to next year with the publication of Neil Peart, The Illustrated Quotes. Huh. The tome, which comes on uh, January 12th of 2021, is the first and only Neil Peart quotes collection authorized by Neil himself and also serves as a love letter to Peart and his beautifully crafted words that have inspired and influenced millions around the world. The press Who's doing re- the, uh, the illustrations? Uh, I don't know about that yet. I hope it's Don Martin. Uh, the press release from publisher Simon & Schuster, uh, Peart's collection reads in part, as the drummer and primary lyricist for the multi-platinum selling rock band Rush, Neil charmed the world with his introspective and eclectic writing, heavily inspired by science fiction, fantasy, philosophy, and his many cross-country trips on his motorcycle, Neil crafted universal lyrics and encapsulated the social social and humanitarian issues of the time. 
Uh, so that's going to come out in January, and I will definitely be getting they, that. They used to sell, um, like it's a, it was a, uh, a greeting card company, and they would sell books of like uh, the lyrics of bread, Preston. Okay, oh, yeah. done with, you know, like yeah. as romantic yeah. things. And uh, but you know, if it, listen, it's, they, they work if you're a fan of that particular band. Yeah. This this sounds like something pretty cool. Yep. All right, and that's what I have for you. Yes, Casey. So I wanted to bring something up real quick uh, because we, we missed an anniversary. It we happened. Did? Yeah, it happened last week. Now, listen, I've been with you guys a long time, over two decades. and it's I, 20 years. That is. It's over 20 years I've been with you guys, and I've had some really, really fond moments of, of just some gaffes that happened on this show. But it was about a year and a week ago that this happened, and I loved a it. A year and a week ago? A year and a week ago. Okay. Scream of the Scream, stop number two, Base Motel, Haunted Day Ride, tonight at yeah. 6 o'clock. Such a good time. It's going to be a beautiful night tonight. Yes, absolutely. Just cloudy skies, a little bit cool, perfect for uh, getting your, your ass your funk on. destroyed <laughs> by uh, being scared. Why did <laughs> I just say get your ass destroyed? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are they doing down there? It's terrifying. They're going to rip you. This motel will rip your butt all to shreds. You'll be crapping blood for a month. <laughs> Three callers right now. Look at that. It's two, my sphincter. Two, what happened? 263-WMMR. Oh, my God. We'll be back in a month. Wow. Ass destroyed. <laughs> I remember that day. You were um, you were a little tired. We were all tired. I forget what we had done, or maybe it was just the week. But we all had that sort of giddy, you know, those like usually a Friday is how we yeah. end up at that point. Mm-hmm. And then we were all like, "That was a Thursday." That was a Thursday. Most of the time, when I'm when I'm whatever when I'm when I'm setting something up or you know doing a, a giveaway or sometimes just leading into whatever a segment might be. I'm not really sure what I'm going to say, and I just let the words come as they come. And you're so good at it, man. And uh, <laughs> I chose the wrong word. Ass destroyed. <laughs> that time. You chose poorly. It happens. But it was still great. It made yeah. a great moment. It was fun. All right. We're and gonna... I bet your business skipped up tremendously. <laughs> Wouldn't it? Yes. <laughs> you want to get your ass destroyed? Uh, we're going to take a break. When we get back, we'll get ready to wrap it up and get the letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize. Stay with us. We'll be right back. 93.3 WMMR presents Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month, Tala. Celebrating our area's best talent. Bringing it to you on air, online, and in the community. Hear and see more at WMMR.com. Keyword, Local Shots. Tala. Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Monday morning coming to a close for us. That means that your day continues on, unless you're wrapping up like we are. But uh, you've got a nice chunk of it out of the way. And uh, next thing you know, it'll be Tuesday and Wednesday and so on. We'll move through this week. Make it go as smooth as possible. Yes, Nick Can I McElroy. ask you a Rush question? You too, Steve. I, uh, growing up, the only station that I knew that played Rush was this one. And and I was not a huge fan. Um, <laughs> and when I was in, like, eighth grade and, and middle school, I started meeting guys who were into it. And I was like, oh, that's cool. It's kind of different. And uh, and I liked the band, yes. But I didn't know Rush nearly as well. And then I listened to MMR. And then when I started working here, I, I gained an appreciation for them. And then eventually came around and liked them more. Did, when you guys were growing up listening to the radio... Did the stations that you listen to play a lot of Rush? Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, WBAB on Long Island and WNEW. NEW played it less. 
Uh, but actually, uh, and my appreciation for Rush worked backwards when the song Subdivisions came out. And I thought that was such an amazing song and such an amazing message that I worked backwards and said, okay, I really now am going to recontextualize all this. That's and great. that's when I became right. a big Rush fan. Yeah. Uh, KSHE, KC95 in St. Louis, was they they played lots of Rush. I wonder and why so, more stations didn't. I mean, maybe they just weren't that radio-friendly for some places. I, yeah, I don't know. And I, listen, and, and having lived around the country a little bit, you you find out the the regionality, if that's even more a word, of some artists, of some bands. While they may have uh, a little bit of success in some markets and others, they're incredibly popular and famous, you know. So yeah. going up in the Midwest, I mean, like bands like Ario Speedwagon uh, were huge where where I grew up, where they had success out this way, but not nearly to that extent. Same thing with Bruce Springsteen. Now, Bruce was a national phenomenon, but earlier on, like some of that early stuff, I never heard on the radio ever. Oh, you know, with Billy Joel too. The same that Billy Joel. It, it was illegal to live on Long Island <laughs> and not be a Billy Joel. Yeah, it was just part of the deal, you know. And yeah. bands like, do you remember Zebra? Yeah, Zebra was a huge band on Long Island and uh, in that general area. Mm-hmm. And they they had they had a, one or two songs that broke uh, over, but that was it. Yeah, we have uh, a couple of those songs in our. Who's uh, behind? Okay, that's this one. Tell me what you want. See the other big one. Yeah, I don't know these, this band at all. Uh, I, I liked Zebra. Actually. So did I. And the guy would, do, the lead singer would do this thing at some points. He would go really up into high falsetto, super high falsetto. Okay. Yeah. Uh, towards the end, he, he kind of gets into that really going. And, but in a classic thing, Preston, one time after the success of this band, I went into a PC Richards, and the guitarist was working. At the PC Richard, I, mean, oh, I, I believe yeah, it. like a like a electronics store. Yeah, you know, and super nice guys and did a lot of charity stuff. But and a talented band. But yep. that was it. If you if you don't yeah. hit, then you gotta you gotta go get a real job. <laughs> at some point, <laughs> yeah, gotta happen. So we sailed away. <laughs> we sailed away. All right, so anyway. It's a good song. It is. I like it. I always dug it. All right, anyway, uh, we want to thank Michael Yo. Yo! Yo! For being on the show this morning. Yeah. (laughs) If all Michael Yo ever contributes to the show is a need and a want to play that clip, his job is done. The pituation doing his his Rocky impression, (laughs) which is really bad now that he hears it. Uh, Michael Yo is going to be at Punchline. They're doing their patio series. He will be playing Friday and Saturday. There's two shows each night. And you can go to punchlinephilly.com uh, to get those tickets and get the details about the shows. Uh, Pierre Robert has just walked into the studio. I first ask, how was your weekend? Very nice, thank you. Excellent. Beautiful weather. You kids, everybody good? Yes, very much so. Did Kathy? you get to walk yesterday? Yes. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your question. Um... Because it was a virtual AIDS walk yesterday. I virtually walked in my mind. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. Listen, that's virtual. Really yeah. I, I mean, I had a virtual hell of a walk. Yeah. <laughs> um, I virtually walked up mountains, down streams, yeah. over valleys, oh, and wow. across a, an entire desert. You Whoa. even competed in the Olympics. I did. Yeah. Yeah, it was the walking Olympics. Yeah, so, it was amazing. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, all for the AIDS fund, which was uh, yesterday. Uh, AIDSFunPhilly.com. Go there, make a donation for the AIDS walk, and virtually walk like I did. Yes. Or, I mean, you know, even longer than I did. If you or or actually. 
Yeah, yeah. Or, <laughs> or that, too. Uh, they had actually had to call out the virtual rescue team for me. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, 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 yeah. He became yeah. virtually hyperventilating. It virtually cost me thousands, but um, <laughs> I donated it all to the AIDS fund, so it all worked out. Good, good. So we had a virtual happy ending. Good. Yeah. <laughs> hear that. Yeah. Was there something you were going to ask Petunia before uh, Casey uh, jumped in there? No. Okay. I was just going to ask how sh- how her weekend was. Lovely. I did a little fall activity, so it was good. nice. You want I me to come breathe, over and help you decorate? I can't breathe now, but... Wait, you talk about decorating. I have a note in my uh, calendar from last year um, to contact Feeney's in Bucks County. They have, like, these amazing Christmas decorations because we had talked about me decorating our green room and you decorating the old green room and sort of competing. So I was going to contact them and see if they'd be interested in partnering with us. That's something something we could still do, even with with no really visitors allowed here in uh, in the studios. You guys could still do yeah, that. we could do that. Yeah, uh, are you want to you want to do that? I would love to do. All right, let's. Go. I think so. And it could, You're going like to take the Comcast lounge, okay? And I'll take uh, whatever this thing. You is. can take the studio and whatever yeah. this old so, green. So, so Kathy's doing ours. Yeah. Okay. Steve, <laughs> <that. laughs> uh, yeah. I got yeah, you. Yeah, what about this studio? Because Preston likes this studio decorated. <laughs> no, they don't. No, he, so no, I, don't, I won't. He touch very the much wants this. He he <laughs> wants a lot of hanging gargoyles and things. <laughs> if anybody gets this studio, it's me. Yeah, elf, elfish hanging gargoyles. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, Later. There are things I do look forward to you uh, before we go to the letter the, the, in your decorations. I love the wreath stand. Yeah, this is one yeah, of my right. favorite ones. It's still, it's still got the paper on it. Yep, it says wreath stand, right. and the uh, the shotgun shells, are, shotgun are shells, absolute classic. The ones that are the, one, the the lights that are still in the box, right? So I love those things. They're great. Do you yeah. know anything? Just visually, it's it's tough when we're looking. When, the way it used to be in the old studio, we couldn't see each other. Well, it, it looks like Liberace exploded. But the the I would say this is that um, I think there's going to be a special appreciation for that this year because of the all of the stuff that's been going on and how insanely crappy 2020 has been. Like for example, my my Halloween decorations that I've set up my my haunted graveyard right. and cemetery up in front of the house. People stop all the time, and kids come by, and and for like the neighborhood are just. And thank you, thank you for doing this and putting it up. And it's and I think people are just excited to have something to smile about. So right. indeed, yes. Well, are 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 kids going to trick or treat in your neighborhood this year? I think they are. Okay. And so in preparation, we're going to do it in a way that's a little bit more um, a, a safer way, cool. you know, so that uh, they're not no chance to bunch up. Right. And uh, and I will if they do come by, I will dispense myself out of one thing into various things, so it's not like a, a, a communal. Place where everyone's I putting didn't their quite hands. Get that. How are you going to dispense yourself? So I'm going to take the the uh, the, the the candy and I will put it in each bag as, oh, a, as opposed to having one got receptacle it. that got it. Got multiple it. hands are going into. Got it. it. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, now we're ready for the letter. If you're set, dude. Yes. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now the Daily Letter and the Preston and Steve Show brought to you today by the letter L is in letter. A good one to start with. All right, so we have five letters all together that make a word. We'll get it on Friday, and then we'll give away a $300 Xfinity Live gift card. It's always a home game at Xfinity Live. Xfinity Live is your home to watch and cheer on the birds for all their home games, home and away games, actually. Uh, to reserve your table now for birds game day, you can visit XfinityLive.com. 
Uh, you got some matchups today, right, man? I do. Uh, as we enter the Steel 16, we're going into um, Lincoln Park against Aerosmith. And that'll be at 11.30. And then at 1.30, Foo Fighters against Tom Petty. Jackson has some big ones. Uh, Led Zeppelin against ACDC. Stevie Ray Vaughan, who took uh, by surprise Tool, will play off against Shinedown. Oh, wait a minute. Jackson's off this week. Brent Porsche's on. Uh-huh. Oh, he gets to do those. Okay. How, uh, how perfect how influence. it is uh, that uh, Brent will, I'm sure, um, uh, campaign heavily. We can't cheat. By the way, if you're thinking that we could influence it, all we can do is try to convince you, you know, maybe play a song that really moves you. And sometimes that can backfire, too. I right. mean, not just play, not playing the song, but if you go and you endorse something and hit it pretty hard, it, it kind of it can ignite the other side, too. With me always. Yeah. Whatever I vote for, they go the other way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, please, you've got to vote for it done. Yeah. Sunk like the Titanic. You might, then act like you hate it and well, see if you have a reverse idea. psychology to right. it. Mm. But uh-huh. th- though your your tastes are so well known over these years, yeah. So like if are. you came out as a champion of Guns N' Roses, we would know. Mm. You know, we would know that that might not be genuine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I will have workforce blocks of Sting and the Police in excess, Jack White in his various uh, contraptions, and uh, we'll have some fun. Excellent. I'm sure we will. All right. Let me thank our sponsors, Preston and Steve. Show brought to you today by Acme Markets Fresh Food. Local flavors, and also Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. And then finally, uh, by auto, btybyautopartsexpert.com. Oh, good. Brought to you by. That, that's a good reason, you know, good thing that they put uh, BTY. Everybody understands what BTY means. Okay. Uh, anyhow, uh, autopartsexpert.com. <laughs> and another company called LOL. Hard to find brand name parts available same day. Uh, tomorrow. <laughs> Why would you do it? Why would you write in code? Oh, Buy T yourself. Yeah. <laughs> BTY. Uh, tomorrow on the program, Dan Soder. Yay. Will be joining us. We love having Dan on. He's great. Yep. So we'll uh, spend some time with him, and I'm sure we'll get in some other good stuff. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye bye. The Breston and Steve love you. Hate you. Line. Well, it's me again, pissed off painter and Delco going into paint cars. So bad it's Monday, man. God damn it. Next message. Well, having watched Steve's recommendations, all ten of them, I find his taste a bit too eclectic for the general public. But it's nice to know that someone's mind is as contorted as mine. <laughs> Next message. Hey, a big huge truck driver who decided to spit his water chew out his window about five minutes after I get on the highway after buying my brand new truck and uh, up my teeth. Uh, hope you die of gonorrhea and rotten hell, you bastard. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.